Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Salutations, my Fallout lovers. It is Maddie here with week 57 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it is me, the Lone Vault Wanderer. And Noah's not joining us this week, but we do have a very, very special guest with us. Would you mm-hmm. kindly introduce yourself? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm in the corner. I gotta be quiet for a second. Hold on. Wait, let me let me go over here. Hold on. <laughs> oh, ow, ow, ow! Ow! I'm good. Uh, hey, hey, what's who's this? <laughs> Why don't we even I'm, respond? I'm trying not to laugh. Hey guys, how'd you get this number, man? I'm really getting tired of getting harassed. Okay, I, I, I had no idea that 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 was happening. I wasn't even there. Okay, what? Hello? Oh no, Matt, is this Maddie? Yes, Ma- Mr. Matt. Yes. Oh, hi, hey, hi. hi. I'm good. Hey, this is Ryan Alosio, Deacon. How you guys doing? Doing well. <laughs> Are you all right? <laughs> I'm good. I'm just relaxing, kicking it here in my tidy whities You know, uh, just uh, just chilling. Yeah, I'm good. Part of me uh, thinks he's not really, kidding. That's probably the greatest intro we've ever had. <laughs> he, mind you, ladies and gentlemen, before we were even recording, when he answered the call, he like dropped like forty things as he as he entered the call. <laughs> I don't know what you did. You like knocked over twenty dishes. Yeah, not intentionally. Yes, of course not. <laughs> of course not. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Anyways, regardless, um, this week we're doing things a little bit differently uh, with this interview. Usually me and Lone and Noah will come up with the questions together and just fire away. But we wanted to start when we got these special guests on to include you guys in it and also kind of promote Ryan, kind of make it all about him and stuff. So what we did was we did a little Instagram cross promotion. And basically, if you guys want to follow Ryan, he is on Instagram. The link is down below. Also, his handle is on screen, as you guys see, if you're watching on YouTube. And basically, what we're going to do is take your questions from Instagram and ask them to Ryan. But you had to be following him to basically ask them. And he checked because Ryan is (laughs) really (laughs) just up close like that. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, we we have a bunch of questions to go through. And we're going to learn a lot more about Deacon tonight. Right. And be careful following me because I'm usually lost, so don't get mad. Ah, I see. That undone. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, cut that out. <laughs> Leave it in. I had, a, I had a, lot, a lot of caffeine this morning. Way too much caffeine and cough syrup. Let me sit down here. Okay, go ahead. All right, let's do it. <laughs> so this is Ryan's. This is your first Fallout interview, correct? It is. Um, I uh, yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't engaged and gone to any of the. Uh, events or uh done any interviews uh since fallout dropped actually i've uh, been happily busy and uh since i uh, joined up on the instagram community the uh, then saw what a uh, great fan following and how huge and great the fan base was i thought you know it, it would be cool to to engage and to, to give back and be part of it so mm-hmm. i thought if people were interested i'd jump on and see if we could do some questions and uh you know involve everybody yeah, and really, we gotta we gotta thank the Instagram community, uh, specifically like Fallout Temple, Spazzy, all Fallout. They all did a great job, kind of promoting, spreading, and we had over like 
200 submissions, uh, which is really crazy. You know, usually we get like long when we when we promote like a guest, we usually get like on Twitter upwards of like, I don't know, 50 to 100. And we have a much bigger following there. So to see about like 200 questions on Instagram was was really cool. And uh, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think once you leaked the nude Polaroids that that, that sparked a lot <laughs> fucking of fucking uh, running answer. joke. He said this the other day to me, too. I'm just saying I'm just saying <laughs> Running guys, joke. guys, are they actually leaked nude Polaroids? And can you send me an express copy straight away? They Thank were well, only for just... Ryan, but I'll share. That is not fair. I'll share. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I agree with you, Matt. Uh, I, I got to say the, uh, the 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 community has been just amazing on uh, on Instagram, and uh, like you said, Fallout Temple, uh, uh, Spazzy after our whole snafu earlier, uh, making everything rock and roll. Uh, you, um, the, the knowledge of the people out here on Instagram and the, uh, the, the tightness of the community overall, uh, of, uh, it, it's almost like a giant web of friendship of a lot of people who have never met for the yeah. most part. I, I think that's phenomenal. It's so rare nowadays. I agree. Yeah. That's, that's a lot how Instagram is. Twitter is pretty good. Um, and then the YouTube comments and then there's forums. Uh, it it gets worse as time goes on, but yeah. Still, <laughs> regardless, <laughs> I'm just being honest, man. I'm giving Instagram and Twitter most, a lot of props. Most things do get worse as time goes on. But. Yeah. <laughs> uh, regardless, shall we dive into the first question? We shall, shall we? Please go ahead. All right. So this first one comes from Ability Drain and Loan. You, we've talked about having her on, right? Yeah, we need to get her on, actually. Yes. All right. I just want to make sure, because I recognized her name when I was going through and saw her, and I was looking at her stuff, and I was like, I do remember her. Uh, so yeah, she, she has a YouTube channel. She Sorry. does. No, Sorry. no, you're good. I was just going to say, she asked a, a pretty good question to start off with. She said, were you surprised to find that Deacon had such a fan following? Was I surprised? Yeah. Yeah, I really was. Um, I really enjoyed uh, doing Deacon. Um, you know, I had a unique... Uh, part in it in that Deacon wasn't uh, completely uh, defined uh, when I got to him and the uh, my director who was a fantastic guy uh, named Cal L yeah, believe it or not we've had him on yeah he is fantastic I've worked with a lot of directors and he is without a doubt absolutely one of the best most generous directors I've worked with and he's a huge gamer so he knows exactly yeah. what he's doing um, uh, so to have such a huge response to Deacon, it, it, it really personally was gratifying because there's a lot of my personality in him. It's not just like I was a hired gun and I just did their lines as written necessarily, although they had him carved out fairly well before I got to it. They also were very open to, and were very generous in letting me, uh, contribute and shape his personality so when the fans respond so strongly to it it really feels like they're responding to my work personally mm-hmm. not just as the characters so that's been really gratifying that's awesome yeah i, I like that yeah because uh deacon was actually uh uh he was one of the companions i killed in my first playthrough so you know, I, I mean every single person that has played fallout has dm'd me that they killed deacon on their first go through it's phenomenal it's like a, it's like a rite of passage um i would ex- in fact in fact to everyone out there if you have not killed me 
on a playthrough, you must go through and kill me. Please think of a creative way to do it. Uh, you know, the shots to the back of the head, not so surprising, not so creative. Spit out my water. <laughs> you must kill me. Like, most players, yeah, I mean, most people are like, <laughs> you have to experience my characters. Like, no, kill me, end me. Yeah, you haven't done it right unless you've killed me. But I actually would really love if people have creative ways of killing mm. me and perhaps a screenshot, would love for them to send it to me. I'm, I'm looking for the best deaths that I've experienced so far. <laughs> I, I, I always like the sneaky put a grenade in someone's pocket and watch them explode. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> is, that a, is that a grenade in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> that should be a deacon line. See, that would have been a good deacon line. Yeah, this is, this yeah. is kind of what Cal-El and I would do in the sessions. Um, not to deviate from your question too far, oh, but when I'm recording uh, – as the actor, I'm in a, you know, a sound booth like that you guys have seen in pictures and stuff with the microphone and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, director is on the other side of the glass, kind of like uh, the same as a music recording studio like you've seen in the movies where the band is inside recording and then the engineers on the, the boards outside with the director. And uh, quite often in between stuff, Cal-El and I would start riffing and I kind of stay in character as Deacon in that and we'd come up with just bizarre and whacked lines. So... I'm sure there's a couple thousand lines that I've recorded as Deacon that didn't make it into the game that are just (laughs) the strangest things in responses to the uh, the Whirly Birds and the Myrler Queen and all kinds of bizarre stuff. So I hope someday. Whirly Birds. All right. Yeah, you got to release that. You got to you got to give us an example. (laughs) Well, I mean. (laughs) Like, for, for instance, one of the things that made it in the game is that Deacon didn't really have a fear of heights mm-hmm. or any of that type of stuff to begin with. That's stuff that I was able to, to add in. I thought it would be an interesting dimension that he's really gung-ho in certain situations, but then he has this small, uh, you know, little, uh, little foible of the heights and stuff. And so, like, his responses when he's going up uh, in the chopper and that of, of the heights and, and about how they're going to die and stuff that, <laughs> that came out of those, uh, you know, those, uh, those riffing sessions. And, and that was able to make it into the game. So that stuff that made it in with the early bird came out of us kind of riffing. So that's one example. Okay. I like that. That's awesome. Uh, and then the stuff that didn't make it in, I can't really give you examples because some of it's off color and uh. the other stuff, <laughs> the other stuff, if they ever now, do, <laughs> yeah. And the other stuff, if they ever do decide to do another more DLCs or something and include it, I, I couldn't really mm-hmm. say because I don't want to give any spoilers in case they do. Okay. Yeah, no, that, that yeah, totally makes enough. sense. So, All righty. Yeah, um, I'll go good. to the next question, which is a bit more personal, I guess. So, Zeke, the Adam Cat, asks, how and when did you first start voice acting? I'm very curious on this because uh, mm. I, I mentioned how I kind of – I have like a, a very tiny support role in – uh, this new Odd World game, and, and so I'm, I'm really curious because for me it was. I'm not, hey, congrats! I'm, what what kind of character? Man? Oh, it's, it's just like a I'm like gonna be like the voice of this this race, and it, it's just kind of like very standard stuff, nothing huge. It's really awesome, but it was like not like prof- how do I word it? It wasn't like a professional invitation. It was like a I got messaged on Twitter, and they were like, "Hey, you're a big fan. <laughs> do you want to be a part of this?" And I was like, well, "Hey, that's pretty cool, yeah. man." But yeah, you know, I'm I'm curious to hear your response to this, mainly you know because I have a, a I think a. I'm not saying it's in a, a cocky way, but a unique perspective that, you know, I don't know how that stuff actually gets started. You know, I've, when I was invited into a game, it was, it was through Twitter. So I'm, I'm really curious sure. to hear. Sure. Yeah. I'm not really sure either. Uh, you know, uh, Lucky. I, well, I started, look, when I, I started when I was seven years old. Um, I, I used to, 
I'll, I'll bring it. I'll, I'll take you way back and then I'll bring it up real quick. Uh, I was the kid, picture a seven, eight, nine-year-old kid. I was the kid who was very quiet in class, doodling in my notebook all the time. When I would get home at the end of the day, uh, I would immerse myself into science fiction and fantasy books and uh, the video game stuff that I had available to me at the time. Um, so I, I was constantly making up characters, um, should probably have been medicated as a small child from talking to myself. Um, <laughs> I mean, quite honestly, I joke about it, but quite honestly, instead of basically giving me a lot of of Ritalin and uh, medicating me, they just put me in front of a microphone and let me talk instead. And now they pay me to do the same things they would have, you know, medicated me four years ago. Yeah, that's a good perspective. Um, It's a win-win situation. (laughs) It's a win-win situation. Um, So... So, you know, I started out, I started then, although I was terribly, terribly shy as a kid, um, my biggest fear was having to stand up in class and read out loud. Uh, I used to get made fun of uh, a lot um, for the way I I talked, actually. I'd have different people sort of, uh, I, I don't know if I had more of a a slur, a mumble or something because I was really shy. So I used to get teased a lot uh, you know, for the way I talked. And it's really funny now that so many people, uh, it seem to enjoy it, <laughs> uh, when I, when I do different stuff. So, um, somehow coming from being that shy kid, uh, the place that I was able to find a voice and get some acceptance growing up was creating characters and putting on little shows and writing little stories and making little radio shows for my friends. So that naturally led into, uh, me getting into acting when I was a kid, I did a lot of theater in school, everything I could. Um, not saying I was any good at it or uh, <laughs> that they wanted me to, but I did it anyway. And uh, that progressed into as I got older in my teens uh, acting. And uh, then I started doing some pilots and TV show stuff. And naturally from that, uh, you know, you just get involved in different types of acting. And uh, I believe the creators from this game had heard my voice in some Taco uh, Bell commercials, uh, wow. radio ads. So yeah, it was just a natural progression for me uh, from my on-camera acting work. Uh, you know, I've been an actor since I was, I was a little kid then. To uh, Then uh, I had an audition when I was 18 for an anime series out of Japan wow. called Miyu. Yeah, yeah. Believe That's it or not. awesome. So my, voice, my first uh, voice job, uh, as a voice actor, was uh, an anime. And it was for a ca- cartoon called Miyu Vampire Princess. <laughs> <laughs> and I played Larva, a 400-year-old vampire. And uh, it was great, man. I did 22 episodes of that, and it was the best training I could ever have because wow. when you do anime voiceover, and as the American actor, your job is to they give you all the translations from the Japanese obviously and I then do the American version of it but here's the cool part the American words and the Japanese words are so different in their length and in their translation so Mm. for example uh, the American line that I'm supposed to say in the middle of a fight while flying through the air with a tear in my eye while killing someone (laughs) you know it may it may translate to um uh, you know, uh, you've dishonored my family. And for that, you and all of your lineage must be put to death. <laughs> and, Epic. And, and, but, but I may only have two seconds to say it because the Japanese translation is so short. Oh. oh so that okay. insanity 
and uh, and then and then doing the physical act. If you were to have a video when I'm doing the anime stuff, I'm literally jumping around in the room with a pencil as a sword, <laughs> doing punches in the air <laughs> in order to get the sound of the breaths with the performance. And that translating from Japanese at the same time is a hundred times harder than just doing the lines, you know, and, and, and developing the character of Deacon. So that training in anime as my first voice job doing the series was invaluable. That's insane. That's awesome. So That's awesome. Do, do they just like, I, I mean, Mike, Mike, my, my, what's up? Wait, wait, hold on one second. Sorry, I got a call here. Hello. <laughs> I love it. Katie, what's up? I'm in, I'm in the middle of doing an interview with uh, Maddie. Hey, guys, this is – it's actually – this is actually Katie Townsend who plays Kate. <laughs> oh, I'm not getting that out. Hold no on. Way. I'll put you on speaker I'm here. I'm not getting that out. No Hold way. on, buddy. Mr. Matthew plays Matthew. Yeah, I've got uh, – so Katie, this is uh, Maddie, and this is a random call from Katie. We're friends in real life. Say hi, Kate. That's so cool. Hi. Are you – wait, you're doing – Wait, 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 wait. Back up. You were doing the interview now? I thought, I thought oh you were doing it last week. We were meant to do it together. No, no, no. We were going to do it last week, but we switched it to today. So uh, one of his friends is on in Australia simultaneously, and I'm talking to Maddie, and I'm actually on the air right now talking to you. Yeah. So I really appreciate you interrupting me in the middle of this. What's going on? <laughs> I thought we were meant to do this together, and now I'm jealous. <laughs> Tell her there's an open Love. spot for her next week. What's going on? Love, we're meant to do everything together. Oh. That's right. That's right. Um, I was actually just calling to see if you wanted to go see a film tonight, but we can, we can talk about that later. Oh, definitely. We'll go, do, go on the motorcycle or something. Damn. <laughs> yeah, go see Dead Zone. I'm sorry, guys. Didn't mean to bring you in the personal, but I, I'm sure they're great, glad to hear from you. As you guys know, this is Kate, So, and Kate it rocks. <laughs> I'm not I like kidding. Kidding. So have, you, have, you to, have you told them who your favorite companion is yet or no? Everyone knows who my favorite companion is. Oh, I just wanted to make sure. You, 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 why do you always have to hear me say it out loud? You know that you know who my favorite companion is. I'm an insecure person. So insecure. Yeah, okay. My, my favorite companion is Kate. My favorite companion is there Kate. There we go. God. All right. <laughs> you guys want to say hi to her? Here, say hi. Say hi, you guys. Hey, how's it going, Kate? Hi, hi Kate. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I can't even hear them. I can't. No, I'm I'm actually talking. I, <laughs> I'm totally lying to you. I'm not doing an interview. Right now. Deacon, I'm just messing. I'm actually in the middle. I'm in the middle of a bubble bath. I gotta go. I gotta rinse my hair. Okay, I'll, I'll call you back. I'll call you back. Love you. Bye. Hey guys, that was the Sorry greatest thing that has ever happened on this podcast. I think that it is, is pretty historic. random. I gotta that, tell you. That's pretty random. That is going to go down as one of the best things that's happened here. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. I I just have a call. Who is it? Another four-on-four voice actor, funny (laughs) enough. (laughs) You know, funny story, you guys. She's lovely, by the way. She's really great. Um, Funny story is Katie and I, who plays Kate, we were friends. Uh, I met her when she first came from Scotland about five years ago. And uh, we were friends. And it turns out, uh, we ran into each other, we're talking, and we both do voice acting and on camera. And for almost a year, both of us had been recording our characters for Fallout and had no idea that the other one no. was working on it because we both signed non-disclosures, so we didn't tell each other what we were working on. So we didn't know until after the game came out that we were both <laughs> in Fallout. So that, 
you know, that's one of the questions that uh, Greasy Mold asked. It's like, what was that moment like when you and Katie... Wait, who asked? Gre- who asked? Greasy Mold. Inter- of course, Greasy Mold. Right asked. name. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's a, I said that naturally, but it's... it's I thought you mold. were calling me something. Go ahead. Go, go. Uh, but, you know, it, it, I guess it just kind of ties into what we're talking about now, where, you know, it's like, what, what was that moment like where, like, you guys were like, holy shit, we are in the same fucking game right now. Like It was lovely. We actually were at a, a small uh, Irish pub over in Burbank, and we were just talking about the last year and our work and what we were working on and what we were doing, hanging out and uh, talking about a project idea we had to shoot together. And uh, I, the, the game had been released, so I could finally reveal that I was in it and stuff. And it literally just organically, I said, oh, yeah, I just finished this thing, you know, Fallout 4. I don't know if you're a gamer. If you, she said, fuck off. You're kidding me. Or, ooh, I don't, can I say that? Oh, yeah, curse your brains out. Uh, well, that's what she said, as as Kate is prone to do, and, uh, and, uh, and and we just we just had a huge laugh about it. it I, we thought it was phenomenal. You know, no, there's no coincidence in life, really. So uh, I thought it was that's pretty cool. awesome. That's that's so surreal. What the hell? Mm. Yeah, we're both pretty intent on at some point. Um, because I, I have a couple motorcycles, I like to build old bikes and stuff. And uh, I occasionally will go pick her up, and she'll jump on the back. We'll go get a coffee or something. And I said, you know, one day just for fun, when we're riding around, we gotta find someone else like that guy in the Fallout sweatshirt and pull up <laughs> and just <laughs> to blow somebody's mind. Literally, be Deacon and Kate together on. And my motorcycles are kind of apocalyptic and old and beat up. It would just be the weirdest thing if I was a fan to have both of the characters pull up together <laughs> on an old motor. Mind blowing. So, so for for everyone wondering, uh, you know who who sweatshirt guy is, do, Brian. Yeah. Ryan, do you want to like catch him up on, on what exactly that is? Because that was like an off off mic talk we had. Oh, oh, oh! Just uh, real quick, uh, you know, growing up being such a big fan of so many different uh, films and actors and, and, and games and everything. That's what I always immersed myself in as a kid. That's why I ended up doing this. I always have the thoughts of. What would have happened if I had had cool, weird encounters out of nowhere with people or characters that, that I was a, a fan of? So if I have a unique position to be that guy and I can give a little excitement or joy or fun doing that to someone, I like to do it because I would have loved it uh, as a fan. Mm-hmm. So the other day I was just driving along and there was a guy standing on the street corner uh, waiting to cross the street wearing a Vault 111 sweatshirt. And... Uh, I was having kind of a kind of a rough afternoon, and he looked pretty bored standing there. So I pulled up and uh, put my window down, and uh, I said, "Hey, so uh, you in the vault?" And he's just looking at me like, "Who is this crazy person?" And I go, "111," and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah." And I said, "So how's it going out there, man?" And he goes, "What?" I go, "The mutants." And he's just looking at me like, "Who is this guy?" So I started throwing a couple of Deacon lines at him. <laughs> And I mean, he's really curious. The guy's honking behind me. And, uh, and I forget what I, I, oh, at the end, I just sort of screamed out, ow, I got a splinter. And he just looked and put the window up and drove away. <laughs> I like to think that he's, you know, I freaked him out a little bit, I hope. So I, I, I don't oh think he, he, has, he had no idea who I was, but I hope he figures it out because it's pretty funny. It was fun for me. That's, that's great. It's fucking great. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. I, love I kind of, I would love to in my fantasy, you guys. The truth is, I would love to just sort of travel around the United States and different countries and just secretly pop up at, on people if they have a Vault One Eleven sweatshirt on and just start throwing Deacon stuff out at them. Like Deacon's just everywhere messing with people. But 
you know, that's in my fantasy world. Not going to happen. It's funny you say that because there's like a video out there and it's like places Deacon is hiding on you. And it's got like a ton of hits. No, it's literally, it's crazy that Bethesda did this. There are spots in Fallout 4's world that like you you find Deacon and he's like sitting there in disguise spying on you. Yeah, I've I've seen a lot of them, and they're actually very cool. And to that end, um, I wonder if I should tell you guys this. Uh, let me think. Uh, okay, well you, you can if cut you it out if I should. You can cut out if I shouldn't. But here's here's what it, um, there was a big con here in town a few weeks ago uh, in Los Angeles, one of the biggest. And uh, I went to the con, but not as Deacon and not doing anything, just as a you know, just as a fan, just as a guest of the con. And I walked around and I, I talked to probably 200 different Fallout people in cosplay dressed as Deacon and stuff and told them, hey, that's a good Deacon. I've never told them that I was Deacon. Oh my God. Asked them all kinds of questions. So I interacted with about 200 people, hung out with them, took a photo with them, and they, had, they just thought I was just a guy at the convention. So I felt like Deacon in disguise undercover. That's amazing. You were so literally so, doing so, that. You, you were hiding out in public. No, I literally, I literally <laughs> was doing that. And, and so there's a couple hundred people out there, if you're listening, who were at the con, who were cosplaying as Deacon. You have met Deacon. You have actually talked with him and hung out with him, and you have no idea. So there you go. That's so funny. You know, it's funny. When we had um, Brian Delaney, obviously the, the voice of the protagonist, he told a similar story where he was waiting in line to get his pre-order of Fallout 4, and that was the stage where the trailers were all out. Oh. You know it was his voice. And he was just talking to people. Yeah. And no one could recognize who he was. Dude, it it, it I, I just, just boggles my that, mind. Like, if that happened to me, I would just have been like, switch would have flipped. I would have been like, what the fuck? Like, no. You know what it is, though, Maddie? You know what it is, though? At the cons and stuff, there's so many people doing the character that, that mm-hmm. they don't. And especially if I'm not, you know, dressed as. I mean, I, I actually physically look a lot like the guy. And they ended up kind of tweaking him. to So we do sort of mirror each other. But out of context they would never suspect it, so they had no idea. But it was a lot of fun for me. That's awesome. That is awesome. And by the way, the fans were amazing. I got to say, the people, you won't know if it's you that I'm thanking, but everybody was so cool. And it was great to actually experience it with them not knowing I was him because they were all still really friendly and open and were telling me all about Fallout and Deacon. So it was mm-hmm. really cool, man. Really cool. That's awesome. Right. One, yeah. All right, Matty. I, just, Wait, I got a question. I picked a question on here. Oh, yeah, go, yeah, for, go, go on. for it. Let's see. I got a couple. Uh, here's one. Uh, to uh, somebody called Derpy underscore bibliophile. Right. Like, uh, somebody who's really into books. Derpy bibliophile. Derpy, Derpy bibliophile asks, uh, what's your favorite part about being deacon? And, well, you know what? Uh, actually, I, I just answered that. My favorite part actually is the stuff we're doing now and, 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 and interacting with the community and the people because – when you're in the booth and you're coming up with the lines or characters or the way you're going to do them and that, it's very isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, and playing the game is great as well, but actually then interacting and getting the feedback from people is the best. Uh, that, yeah, that's definitely very, my favorite part. This is very similar to a, a later question, so I'll raise it now to see if you have any other answers. So, Tagaberry? I'm so sorry, man. I just one second i just wanted to say this derpy uh derpy bibliophile she also i believe it's a girl she had written me um that she also makes uh like little fallout props and like fallout fan stuff and i checked out her she has like a little store uh 
Derpy Bibliophile on Etsy, and she makes great little stuff, and she's making me a, a, a special Deacon necklace, uh, like, like a locket, an old-school locket with, like, a photo of him and his old wife, Barbara, who was killed by the, uh, the death claws and that, and I just thought that was really sweet, so I just wanted to give her a shout-out. That's awesome. Cool. Awesome. Um, I'm actually on her Etsy right now because I wanted to, I wanted to see. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so in terms of the, the similarly, um, similar style question. So tag, tag Berry, tag Berry, I think, um, asked, what is your favorite part about working in the games industry? And I, and I know you just mentioned the fact about, you know, interacting with fans, fans and all of that. So on top of that, are there any other things that you really like about working in the games industry? Yeah. There's always free donuts when you're working, uh, recording. <laughs> And, uh, um, you know, I got to tell you, okay, I'll give you the flip side uh, answer aside from the fan interaction. And when I say fan, I just mean people in the community. I don't consider myself different. I'm a fan, too. So we're all just in the same family here. Um, Working with people like Cal L and the creative people on that end when we're actually developing the game part. Because, you know, I recorded on this thing for the better part of a year. Um, Mm -hmm over i think 1500 lines or something um so it's a long process when you're involved you know and they spent about five years developing the game working with the creative uh people on that end is incredible and very rewarding um getting together talking about the development with them understanding the storylines of where they're going and uh the reasons that they come up with certain things they are so specific and so particular there is nothing in that game that you guys are seeing. I mean, from the graphics to the placement of where a stim pack is to, uh, I mean, they, they sent, they sent a whole group of people to Boston for a week just to take photographs and walk around Boston so that they could document it properly to get it right when they developed Mm. the game. Mm -hmm. And so being part of that process is, is, is educational and amazing. You know, it, it, it's funny that you mentioned that they went to Boston and take photos because I believe that that was the first ever leak of Fallout 4 actually being that's correct. developed. Yep. Yeah, that's that's insane to it me because it, it was just some random guy on Reddit that was like, yeah, look, was I, like, yeah, I, I want to post it on the of, of the yeah. like MIT or yeah. whatever. And, yeah. and, I, and we didn't believe it. I was like, nah, that's bullshit. There's, there's no way, but it turned right. out to be true. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing how those things happen. I mean, and to speak to that for a second, um, I had no idea that I was working on Fallout because, see, when you get a request to audition or send, a, you know, they send you some lines to start with and they want to see if you are interested or and if you have a quality for the lines, they use false names, false character titles, false games. I think they called it Dawn of the Red Chair. Wow. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Wow. And, 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 yeah, I mean, I mean, every single time they use a different name. So even when I was recording for the better part of a year, I had no idea that my character's name was Deacon. I think they it was like some random number assigned to him. Um, I never saw a graphic from the game. When I'm recording, wow. I don't see. I don't. I never saw the character. I never saw any graphics. Um, I just told the story and kind of make it up in my head. So. I actually didn't find out until nine months in where I just started writing down different words that I saw because they weren't using any of the key words even like Meyerlurk or, uh, you know, shelter or any of those things. They would use different words. Um, but I was able to figure it out eventually because uh, I had a lot of friends and I had seen Fallout 3, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So anyway, a lot of people asked, how was it when you knew you were doing it? But you, we didn't know. You don't know when you're doing it because of the secrecy 
And it's very important in that industry because if things do get leaked too early, the other companies will then jump on it and actually water it down and they'll, they'll, they'll jump in front of you and, and it can end up ruining the whole game. So it's a really important thing to, 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 keep it, to keep it under wraps. How exactly do you do you get called into auditions? Do you like just do your thing and then all of a sudden your phone rings? Like I don't, I'm I'm just curious how this whole process works. You know what it is, Matt. It's it's one thing begets another. In other words, uh, I do a guest star. Like let's say I, I guest starred on you know uh, CSI New York uh, as an on camera actor, and then from that somebody sees it and they like a certain quality about it. So then I get a call from the ad or my agent gets a call. You have a person that represents you called the agent and they 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 sort of like your they they manage everything as far as your phone calls jobs sending you auditions this type of thing okay and uh then they get a call from like let's say the taco bell people or someone that i've done a radio ad for who like your voice and then somebody hears that who's developing a game so then they send an audition of a bunch of lines um i'll get a script of maybe let's say 15 lines and it'll just be various things um and they'll give you a context. It'll say, under heavy fire in a combat situation, um, uh, yelling or, or uh, you know, uh, communicating with a friend. And that's as specific as it will be. And wow. then it's up to you as the actor to think of that situation and put your spin on it. And so then I, I, I did that. And uh, they liked that. Then I went into a studio and we played with some more stuff. And then once we feel like there's a uh, symbiotic relationship, symbiotic relationship and that we're going to be able to work together, then uh, they hired me and we developed it from there. So when you get these, uh, these like 15 lines, we'll say, for example, is this before, you know, you go in there or do they just drop these in front of you? And you just got to like on your toes, you know, you got to. Oh, yeah. It. I mean, it's, it's on your there's no prep or anything like wow. that. It's. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I love that. I, again, I've been, since I was a little kid in my room after school, making up voices and, 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 you know, making up characters and doing it, I love that stuff. So to get these lines and to be thrust into it and have 15 minutes to come up with your take on a character in a situation, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a great challenge, man. Wow, that's impressive that right. you, you, you take that on with, like, such excitement. <laughs> That sounds intimidating. I, it's, come on, it, it, it's what a great job. I mean, seriously, mm. guys, the things mm. I used to, to do in my room alone as a kid and probably get made fun of to get paid for them now is is unbelievable. It's mm. it's it's really fortunate thing. It's a good perspective. Yeah, it's awesome. funny funny you say that because I told you this, Ryan, but like you know, when I was in like second grade, every time someone asked me what I wanted to do when I grow up, I'd say I want to play video games. And they're like, well, you can't get paid to do that. And, <laughs> Yes, you can. You them. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, well, yeah. you know what? I ain't being a fucking lawyer, so blow me. Could you imagine if, if they asked me, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? I'd be like, oh, I want to make weird noises well, and say nonsensical I, things. Yeah, I used to, like, argue – not, like, argue in a bad way, but I used to, like, you know, proving people – not, like, proving people wrong, but, like, my parents always joked that I like to argue all the time. And they were like, you should be a lawyer. Sure. You should be a lawyer. Like, they'd say as a joke. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, but they were always supportive of the gaming thing, so it, it kind of panned out. Yeah, look, I got to say to anybody out there who's getting picked on in school or gets made fun of because they're into they think that, you know, who do they think they are that they can make a living playing video games or making YouTube videos or their weird little drawings that their friends make fun of. Mm -hmm. You guys don't take it to heart because cut to 10, 15 years later yeah. and you're getting paid to make comic books or games. All those people 
not going to matter. So do what you're doing and do what you love and what really brings you joy. And, and I'm telling you, you cannot go wrong. It, it will pan out. It's true. I, I'll tell a quick story. Uh, you know, I was in eighth grade at the time. I, I made on like a really old YouTube channel. I don't even remember the name. Oh, I do remember the name of it. No videos on it, but it was like, I think it was called like Game X Review X. That's all it was. Yeah, oh, I'm so searching for that right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> yes, you honestly, are. I'm about to look it up. You can too. go ahead and look it up. I don't embarrassing think embarrassing Mr. Matt stuff. <laughs> I, I, I don't think you'll find anything because I, I, I think you know the channel got like deleted or something like that. I don't remember. But regardless, um, what happened was that I, I posted a video on there at the time, and it was like a. Uh, I was always like, for lack of better words, inspired at the time by the angry video game nerd. You know, he's this guy who just yelled at video games he was entertaining but made <laughs> made gaming really funny and stuff and i was like i want to try that so like i popped in a game that i actually really liked but i just wanted to kind of try to do an imitation of him and see how it went so i, I played like a, a game on my nintendo 64 cruising usa and like i was all like oh this car sucks oh this is stupid you know like it was really cheesy and bad at the time don't get me wrong and it was like one of those bad like cameras sitting on like the uh, on the table in front of my TV kind of yeah, yeah. videos. <laughs> and um, you know, I come, I, I record the video, I put it on YouTube, I show Noah. Noah's like, yeah, it was pretty funny and stuff, you know, just being a good friend and encouraging me. And I, I come in the next day, and I'm sitting there in art class, and these two, I say this in quotes, popular kids come up and start like quoting my video and stuff and teasing me about it and shit. And it was <laughs> at the time it was awful because I'm sitting there like yeah, yeah. like one of those like. I didn't, like, stand up and stick up for myself, but I just kind of, like, smiled and just kind of put my head down on my G's. Like, you know, these kids somehow <laughs> found this video and are giving me shit for it. Fortunately, I'm not, like, that crazy sensitive where I, like, let it ruin my day. But, you know, it did get to me a little bit. I did end up deleting the video because yeah. I was like, you know, I don't want other people to see it because at the time they were popular. Now they're fucking losers. And they've actually, when my, <laughs> channel, when my channel grew, they hit me up. I was like, I just ignored. I was them. just gonna say, Maddie, those same guys, there's those same people are still listening probably to all of your stuff now with your other quarter of a million listeners going, Man, this guy sucks. He's lame. <laughs> but they're still listening, aren't they? <laughs> it, it, happens, it happens all the time. Like I had a bunch of uh yeah, a bunch three, of yeah. in in high school that for, like, you know, they, they were just assholes for the sake of being assholes. Mm. And then those same people after high school were like, add you on Facebook or whatever and, and, and try and be friends with you. Like, what What the fuck happened? It's the same in Australia, huh? It's the same bullshit down same there. Everywhere. People, you know, I, and you, you, soon, you soon, you know, grow up and learn to not really give a fuck about what people think and, mm. and do what you love, so... Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a grudge holder, so, like, you know, when they reach out, like, you know, I, I ignored them, but then, like, I'd get back to them and stuff, you know? It's, like, I, I'm just not that kind of person who just, like, harbors these deep hatred for people. No, no, but, not but at like, all. Like, you know, it was one of those things where I was, like, it's funny how the universe works where, you know, I stuck to what I enjoyed doing regardless. I didn't have this mindset, mind you. I was a, a, an idiotic high schooler, so I was just kind of doing YouTube for because I, I loved video games and stuff, but it wasn't, like, this foresight plan. But, you know, it's just funny how things worked out where, like, all of a sudden – here they are, like, you know, hey, man, congrats, you know, that, ha can you give me some tips? I'm like, uh, cover, <laughs> yeah, a game that, <laughs> cover, cover a game that hasn't been announced for, like, three years, and, and yeah. hopefully luck works in your, you know, in your direction. I don't know. Yeah, I can't tell you how many people ask me for tips, but on that same point, because I think you were hitting on a really good point there, you know, it's funny, as, as we get a little bit older, and then we get out of high school, and how those roles sort of change. And you said, you know, to not be petty and still hate on those people. That's really smart, I think, because the truth is I celebrate those people now because 
everybody needs to play their part. It sense like, you know, in every movie since the fifties, there's always the, the Biff who's like the jerky jock. And then there's the, the other guy who's kind of nerdy that gets picked on. And the truth is without those people playing their part of being the kind of jerky people that pick on others, then the other people we wouldn't have gotten picked on, which maybe wouldn't have made us to be as creative as we are or make us who we are. So the truth is, Embrace those people, I think, later on. Actually, you know, in your head, think, you know, I'm thankful. You know, hopefully if they're not hurting you too much. And it's not cool when it becomes bullying that actually is hurtful. You know, it's just to not take it personally, but know that it's going to happen. And then it doesn't really affect you in any way. You know, just don't don't let it cripple you is, is, is the thing. Is, is the message? I mean, I guess. fortunately, in my case, uh, it was like one of two times someone's like openly came at me like that. Um, both times, ironically, uh, were in, in eighth grade. But uh, you know, it, it was just like one of those things where they weren't like hardcore, like you're a fucking loser for doing this. They were just quoting me endlessly for yeah, the class, yeah. and I was sitting there just like, "Wow, you guys did your fucking homework, you know? Good job." <laughs> hey, they watched. Hey, they they uh, found it and watched it, didn't they? Yeah, like I, I like if that yeah, was me now. Yeah, I was gonna say if that was me now, I'd be like, <laughs> like, congrats. Yeah. A, you memorized what I said, and B, you actually found like something yes. I did not promote at all. So like, I, I don't know what you were doing, creeping on me or some yeah. shit, but yeah. Yeah, anything with bullying or people picking on you in school and anybody that's going through that right now, just know that it, it – I know it feels like it's the end of the world when it's happening. Believe me, when I was that guy getting picked on, I didn't think it, life would ever be any different. I wanted to just disappear. But if you're going through it, just know that honestly, you're going to look back on it and probably laugh about it. So don't take it to heart. Just yeah. do whatever yeah. it is you're into. It's entirely true. Yeah. Really All right. We, we got another question? What's going on? What do we got? All right. So – Next one comes from sugar.bombed. No relation to sugarbomb.com, by the way. And uh, <laughs> and she asks, uh, what was By the your- way, I just I love the occasional maniacal laugh that comes from Australia all of a sudden. Just every <laughs> once in a while. I love your laugh. <laughs> there you go. I love that guy. <laughs> awesome. You need to record like so voice sorry. actor laugh. So what we're L- gonna l- do listen, Ryan, if if you ever yeah. need a voice actor that has an Australian accent, just, just I love it, right. man. Thank you. If I if I ever come down there, I had such a wonderful time in Australia. Uh, the different places I visited. If I ever get down there again, I'll definitely look you up because I think Let we'll have know. a hoot. Let me know. We'll have a hoot. You guys are great, man. Or, 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 Matt, what do you got? So, oh shit, I accidentally just tabbed out on my phone. Hold on, where the fuck is it? Did I just delete it by accident? Okay, there we go. I did accidentally delete it, but it's all right. It's been recently deleted. Um, <laughs> so Sugar Bomb asks, what would your answers be to the goat? So what we're gonna do, Brian? Or why I say Brian? Ah, I'm the goat, Brian the generalized, Delaney. the generalized Jesus. occupational aptitude test. Ah, so you know. All right, we're gonna we're gonna give you a little on the spot test. You're it's gonna... a questionable test, in my opinion, as far as you know, the vault <laughs> test for the aptitude of what. Yeah, it's questionable, but okay, let's 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 go for it. Yeah, no, no, mind you, ladies the, the and gentlemen, science is, is solid behind it. Yes, this is the Fallout Three goat. And your answer is, I believe at the end of this thing, we will have a final result. Yes, we do. We can submit uh-huh. it, which is fantastic. We can find out what your role is going to be in the vault. But we're going to have Ryan. Oh, I'm totally, <laughs> I'm totally unfamiliar with this particular goat. This should be interesting. Let's... Ah, all right. Good, good. All right, all right. All right. You are approached by a frenzied vault scientist who yells, I'm going to put my quantum harmonizer in your photonic resonation chamber. What's your response? Okay, so your your options are... But- well, I, my first response, honestly, <laughs> organically, would be you have to buy me dinner first. Okay, uh, I believe. If, if you, if, what's he going to put in? What's he putting into my what? Photon. He's putting. 
is quantum harmonizer in your photonic resonation chamber. Hey, now, anytime somebody's going to put their in my quantum... I, 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 so, sounds, sounds rough. Okay, let's do it. Your options are, <laughs> but doctor, that would cause a parabolic destabilization of the fission singularity. Uh, Obviously. Yeah. I mean, that's such an obvious answer. That's just throw that one out. It sounds uh, like a bad porno, honestly. <laughs> uh, we have, yeah, up yours too, buddy. Well, that's 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 a typical answer, you know. Go ahead. <laughs> Say nothing. Grab a nearby pipe and hit the scientist in the head and knock him out. For all you knew, he was planning to blow up the vault. <laughs> that's a reasonable first response, but let's keep going because you know I'm, Deacon's you know Deacon's pretty open to people. And then your last option is say nothing but slip away before the scientist can continue his rant. <laughs> <laughs> Just basically ignore him. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I liked I liked you got to buy me dinner first, but that's not an option, huh? Uh, boy, that's that's rough because a lot of them they, they don't really fit uh, how I would respond. Um, I guess it's like would hmm. you hit them with a little science? Would you just tell them like up yours? You know what I think I think honestly, if I'm really coming up from a deacon perspective, I'd hit him with the first one. Okay, just to mess with him. Yeah. All right. And I and I and I hope that it really doesn't actually mean anything, which would even <laughs> mess with him more. So, yeah, definitely number one. Okay. Question number two. <clears throat> While working as an intern in the clinic, a patient with a strange infection on his foot stumbles through the door. The infection is spreading at an alarming rate, but the doctor has stepped out for a while. What do you do? <laughs> I tell him to spray some Windex on it. Uh, we kind of have an option like that. We have amputate the foot before the infection spreads. <laughs> that seems reasonable. Scream for help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the one I said that could be kind of similar. Medicate the infected area to the best of your abilities. That's so boring. Uh, well, okay. Here's one that's interesting. <laughs> Restrain the patient and merely observe as the infection spreads. Okay, but I, I want to add to that. I'm definitely going with the last one. <laughs> okay. But but so can we, but can I also be sort of volleying like different trivia questions at him while the infection's spreading? As well, I guess that's what observation is in a sense. You know, you're you're sitting back watching this thing unfold, and you'll you ask questions as things go along. So yeah, I'd say. Okay, but it, but they have to be random questions that have absolutely nothing to do with anything he's experiencing. So that that would be a lot of fun. That'd be that's fun so for everybody. Big. You know, that's that's yeah, just except good time. for the guy. Well, I mean, look, you know, I mean, it depends on the guy. It really depends on his point of view. You know, you got to embrace it, man. Just go with it. You know, okay, you're dying, but okay, but we're here. <laughs> question yeah, number definitely, three. definitely the last one. All right, yeah, I, I got that one checked off. So, question number three. This one's going to be interesting. You discover a young boy lost in the lower levels of the vault. He's hungry and frightened, but also appears to be in possession of stolen property. What do you do? Ah, I know exactly. What, oh, I'm supposed to answer, but I know exactly what it, what Deacon would do. Of course, I mean this one's simple. I would applaud him for being sneaky enough to have stolen some stuff. And I, admiring his skills at such a, such a young age, I would take him on as a protege and uh, travel with him. Then, and as he grows into a fine young man and becomes a, an incredible, an incredible companion to be with, um, I, yeah, I, I would nurture and support him. Completely. All right, uh, is that an option? There's not an option to, to, to raise him as your as your. Uh, successor but well this, this is a terrible test they have terrible <laughs> this makes no sense who wrote this go ahead go ahead fine so we have 
Give the boy a hug and tell him everything will be okay. I guess that could be the start of your story there. You hug him and then you... I, I'm a little reticent of immediately hugging small boys when I find them in, in darkened, <laughs> in darkened, isolated areas, but but okay. Uh, confiscate the property <laughs> by force and then leave him there as punishment. <laughs> punishment wow. for what? I, I, I think I'm impressed. I think he did a great job. Uh Pick the boy's pocket to take the stolen property for yourself and then leave the boy to his fate. <laughs> That's just wrong. <laughs> Is that it? Is that no, the, we got the last one. Uh, lead the boy to safety and then turn him to the overseer. Oh, turn him to the overseer. That's like, that's like tattling on him in school and like narking him out. No, absolutely not. Um, Fucking narc. Are you sure that raising him as my own protege and, and, and help, that's not an option? They didn't, that's not like a exactly subse- no. <laughs> subsection B answer. Um, I'm so, actually, now you mentioned I'm surprised it's not an option. Like, like you know, hide him, like yeah. bring him back, but like, you know, don't turn him in. Yeah, you know, I mean, he could be the future of saving the, the world, man. Um, I don't like, I don't like any of those answers. Um, I, I, re- I re- you know what? I'm taking the fifth, man. I'm not answering that. I think you're going to answer your question. I'm not going to answer that because that's how we're going to do it. (laughs) I don't know. I don't don't like any of those answers. Mm. Oh, I have to answer one, don't I? Because it's it's going to give me a personality of some sort. Ah, Okay. Um, Man, I, I, I would probably take it from him without him knowing. But the truth is I wouldn't leave him there then afterward. And... And I wouldn't want it to – no, I don't like it. I don't want to answer it. All right. Well, there's an option that, that when you lead the boy to safety and then turn him in, uh, it, it like – because this is what it's designed to do is build out your class. Let's go, let's go with the hug. I'm going to go with hugging. Go I'm going to go with the, the, right. the, the closest thing uh, to what yeah. I actually do. Give him a hug. Okay. We're going to go with the yeah, hug because I was going to say the last one does yeah. nothing for you. It's, it's just like, you know, it, nah. like the first one's for speech, but the last one, it does nothing. But all right. Well, here, here's one. Okay. This one I, I think you should be able to answer. Uh, congratulations. You made one of the Vault 101 baseball teams. Which <laughs> position do you prefer? Well, yeah. Water boy. <clears throat> Water- okay. Gatorade's better. <laughs> I get to I sit on the bench, watch the game, hang out, have a drink. It's all good. So we have pitcher, catcher, designated hitter, and none. You wish the Vault had a soccer team. Why soccer of yes, all the sports? The they lost one. And, and do they mean – well, you, okay, Australia. You mean football. I'm going to go none with the, with the soccer uh, okay. uh, one just because I, I just like it because it's a, it's a divisive answer and it's probably going to upset people. <laughs> That's a great, a great perspective. Why not? And then you could do fun stuff like, you know, put like a Meyerlurk egg instead of like the soccer ball just to freak people out. You could put like a like a like a like a grenade or something in the ball so it blows up. You could have fun that way. All right. Yeah, I, yeah I'm down with that. I like that. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. This one this one's going to be an even more interesting question. Question number 5. Your grandmother invites you to tea. But you're surprised when she gives you a pistol and orders you to kill another vault resident. What do mm. you do? And the yeah, options. naturally. <laughs> the options. Well, obviously, obviously, uh, drink the tea because you you know you don't you don't want to be a jerk. 
Uh, I probably asked for some of those little cookies she always has, those grandma-style cookies that you can't find yeah. anywhere else for some reason, but only really old people seem to have them in their house. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would ask for some of those cookies, and then I would quietly sneak around back behind her and shoot her in the back of the head because my grandmother died years ago, and this is definitely an imposter, and it could be a sin, <laughs> and it could be someone from the Brotherhood trying to poison me. Okay. Um, is that is that not that one of the answers? Uh, to a degree, we'll get to it. <laughs> we have obey your elder and kill the resident with the pistol. Offer <laughs> your most prized possession for the resident's life. <clears throat> uh, ask Granny for a. Can I give? Can I give oh. her whatever I took from the little boy that I found down in the basement for the resident's <laughs> life? No. <laughs> Because then that would justify me stealing it from the little boy. I could then wrap my mind around that and then use that to save the other guy. So that – no, that's not an option. We need we need Ryan to like write out the role-playing choices for next Fallout game because he, yeah. he considers all options. <laughs> Imagine. It would be like 87 pages long. Um, so Okay. Op- option three. Option three. option three is ask Granny for a minigun instead. After all, you don't want to miss. And then the last one, which I said – Great point. It, that's a pretty good point, actually. Yeah, I like that. The last option is, like I said, to agree up your alley. I like, I like that Granny's packing heat. That's the best part that she's got like an arsenal happening. This is amazing. In a vault, nonetheless. But the last one, uh, you know, it's not shooting her in the head. All right, checking if she's a synth. But I mean, close enough. You throw. T- well, no, not a synth. I got no problems with synths. I just meant maybe if she was an imposter, like a mutant imposter. So if she was a synth, I could roll with that. But you know, but uh, go ahead. She, you, you could throw tea in her face. Yeah, you know, a little, little bit. Just to glitch her up a bit, but... No, that's the option. Throw, throw tea in her oh, face. Oh, that's an actual... Well, the, the dog, that's a good one. Uh, uh, but that's a big waste of tea, you know? Oh, my and, God. Yeah, I mean, you know, in the apocalypse, I don't think tea's gonna... It's not like they're growing more tea after the apocalypse, so I, I don't want to waste tea. I fucking hate tea, so I, throw it away, man. Oh, oh, <laughs> well, you just, lo- you just lost the entire uh, European audience, Matt. Congrats I, I don't that. like it. Even when I had like, the I flu and tea. everything, I was coughing my brains out like tea. I'm like, what is this? Like, th- uh, let's, let's hear in from Australia. How's, how's tea going down there in Australia? Bro? I love my tea. My there you English. go. Oh, I there. love my tea. All right. Well, oh, fuck off. It's like how Oprah, Oprah, Oprah loves bread and you love tea. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, that's a reference you probably didn't get. I, Oprah uh, just did this huge thing. She loves bread and there's all this bizarre things of her screaming that she loves bread. So you, you should do I love tea. Um, okay. To answer the question. Um, uh, wow. Uh, the granny I mean, question. The, the I, options I, here are great, in my opinion. For, for yeah, I, I, I like the I like the getting a minigun from her. Okay. Yeah, I, I go with that. How do you guys feel about that one? Yeah, that's a good one. Bow them down. Yeah, I, yeah, that seems reasonable. Anyone, I, I, anyone who tries to I, arrest you afterwards, like kill them too. Yeah, I, I would like to. Well, I, I try to talk it out with them before killing anyone. You know, I don't want anyone to get her harmed, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, but uh, I would like to have Granny as a companion for a playthrough. If she's got all these guns and stuff, I think the grandma companion would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, not that, that's what uh, that's what Lady Murphy's for. Right? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> um okay so i'm I'm sure my profile leads me as a sociopath of some sort how to is that the last question Mm, you still have uh five more wow i i'm really dragging this out i'm sorry go ahead (laughs) no i'll I'll tell you that anyone who's listening is is enjoying your your sociopath build right now my caffeine rant okay (sighs) okay i'll be a good boy okay ask ask a question here we go 
<clears throat> Old Man Abernathy has locked himself in this quarters again, and you've been ordered to get him out. How do you proceed? <laughs> <laughs> So an old guy in a wheelchair is sitting behind the door, and you got to get him out. So you can use a bobby pin and pick the door. You can trade a vault, trade a vault hoodlum for his cherry bomb and blow the lock off the door. Go to the armory, retrieve a laser pistol, blow the lock off the door, or you could just walk away and let him rot. Can I liquefy him with a food processor and then push him through the keyhole through a straw? Dear God, you gotta somehow get on the other side. Oh, like you didn't think of that first. Don't put it on me. <laughs> it, it didn't come to my mind no, naturally. No, just, no. Dude, that's don't put that on me. Like I'm the only one that thought of that. <laughs> to liquefy the guy. Okay, fine. I'll give you a more terrestrial, <laughs> mundane answer. I definitely, obviously, being Deacon, I would pick the lock. I you can gain affinity with me through picking locks. I think it's a great stealthy uh, ability to have. So definitely pick the. But I would pick it with my left hand. Because I'm right-handed, because it would be more of a challenge that way. Oh my! God. Why? <laughs> to, to make it to make it enjoyable, more entertaining. I can pick any lock easily, but with my left hand, it's much harder. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's kind of it's kind of a Princess Bride sword thing, if you know the reference to the movie Princess Bride. And Fair if enough. anyone out here has not seen the movie Princess Bride, watch the movie Princess Bride from the '80s. Phenomenal. You'll love it. Trust me. <laughs> right. So, question number seven. Oh no, you've been exposed. I'm serious about what? that, by the way. Watch Princess Bride, it's phenomenal. Go on, okay. You've been exposed to radiation, and a mutated hand has grown out of your stomach. This sounds like something you'd say, by the way. Ooh, this is good. Wait, yeah. say it again. Say it again. What happened? You've been this exposed to radiation, and a mutated hand has grown out of your stomach. Yes! What okay. is the best course of treatment? Obviously, dude, I find an extra pipe gun. Bam! Three hands, three weapons. So phenomenal. <laughs> give give my hand an extra weapon. It's great. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> All right. So you got a bullet to the brain. What? Yeah, oh, yeah, no. No, you don't want to do that. A large no. dose of anti-mutagen agent. So basically like medicate yourself. Try basically a lot, a lot of very, very strong hand sanitizer. Yes. What's yeah. interesting is in the picture, there's a hairy arm. Like the one arm coming out of your stomach is hairy. But his other two, his other two arms. Oh wait, never mind. It's because it's okay. Jumpsuit. My I got to tell you, I just the images of what I could do with that extra third hand of how useful it would be running through my head. I probably shouldn't say out loud, but I think that's a great, great thing to have. But keep going. Keep well, going. in the picture, he's got his mouth open and, and the pointer finger is going towards his mouth. So you never know. Uh, <coughs> no comment. No comment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, option three. Prayer. Maybe God will spare yeah, spare you in exchange for a life of pious devotion. Okay, but if I do pray, I want to know. Once again, sorry to be technical, but am I using like all three hands when I'm folding my hands to pray? <laughs> or is it just, your head, the other two fold. Yeah, how are we doing that? I mean, okay, that's, but that's true. That's actually entirely true. And then the last one is remove removal of the mutated tissue with a precision laser. Well, that's just a waste of an extra hand, so that makes no sense at all. Um, I'm going to go with, with definitely get an extra weapon and use it to – oh, that's not, a, that's not an answer. Um, uh, I, I would hug him. No, wait, that's not an answer. Uh, uh, shoot her in the back of the head. Wait, what is, what's, what, what's the first one again? Bullet to the brain. To yourself. You, you say, no! Yeah, I was going to say, you don't want to kill yourself. Terrible idea. Uh, second one. Sorry. Large dose of anti-mutagen. No, no. I'm, I'm liking the hand. What's the one where I keep the hand? Uh, basically prayer. You don't kill yourself there. <laughs> okay, I'll go. I'll go a prayer. Oh, you know what? I'll give a prayer of thanks 
for this ah. fantastic new mutation and ability that I have. There you go. All right. Lemonade, lemonade baby. Lemonade from lemons. Let's do it. <laughs> I like <laughs> it. Clever. Only a Clever. few more left. Question number eight. A fellow Vault 101 resident is in possession of a Grognak the Barbarian comic book. Mm-hmm. Issue number one. You mm. want it. What's the best way to obtain it? <laughs> so mm. we have... Um, before we get into your your optional five uh, fifth answer, we have trade the comic book for one of your own valuable possessions. We're not gonna. I can already tell you, you don't want to do that. No, because whatever I stole from that little kid, I want to keep it. I'm not giving it to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't use that to steal. Uh, this one, this one, I'm liking. Steal it at gunpoint. You know, it's not a deacon thing to okay. do, man. I'm not into just bullying people and taking uh, stuff. I like to be more creative and stealthy about oh, it. Oh, okay. There you go. Here we go. Sneak into his quarters and, and steal the comic book from his desk. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to I'm gonna go with that, but I'm also just going to add a little tweak to it, if I may. Surprisingly so. Um, <laughs> I'm going to sneak in and steal it, but, <laughs> but I'm then going to <laughs> – draw my own version of it and then replace his original copy with a crappy <laughs> drawn version of it. But the storyline is going to go completely different than the original Grognak one. <laughs> and they just keep leading him on thinking like he's got the yes. same comic book and just keep drawing new issues for him. Terrible, so terrible cute. renditions of it. Yeah. So at least I, he gets some entertainment out of it. And, and then, you know, of course I would sell the one that I stole for caps and then donate those to charity to help the children. <clears throat> Yeah, full that's circle. definitely oh, what I would do. Yeah. Take what you learned during high school and, and yeah, make, make good use of it now. <laughs> or probably not. All right, what do you got? Right, last one may be more up your alley. Slip some knockout drops into the resident's Nuka-Cola and take the comic book when he's on Ah, oh, this is the Cosby option. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. What do you <laughs> – I'm just saying. Come on. I mean, wait, I'm not – like you didn't think that at first? Don't put it on me. No, I'm not. No, no, I'm thinking it. Okay, now. so we're Cosbying up. Wait, who, who we, who we, who we doing it? What, what's going? Who, who, who's getting dropped? It's become uh, an you're, adjective. You're, in another its resident. Drive. It's not even. It's not. That's the key word here. It's not even a friend. They're just saying a fellow resident. So this guy, you have no ties to him. So you really don't mind if you point a gun at him or if you steal from him or if you slip knockout drops into his drink and take advantage. Yeah, of him. but you know anybody out here, even if it's a random resident, could end up being an ally and helping the railroad to our, our cause of, of taking out. So I, I also value everyone out here. So just saying. But okay, okay. To be fair enough. Okay, so so okay. So what are the options? What do we got? Uh, trade it for you know for my grognak. Yeah, trade for your grognak. Get you one. <laughs> Uh, you can steal it at gunpoint, you can sneak in and steal it, or you can knock him out and steal it. Well, since he's using the knock, it, you know, he has the knockout drops, but he's, we don't know if he's using them though, right? Uh, I mean, you know, it says take the comic book when he's unconscious, so we're going to imagine that he, when he drinks from his Nuka-Cola, yeah. that he, yes, he is, he is consuming these, these knockout drops and he will be knocked the fuck out. I feel bad knocking the guy out, though, man. I mean, they, again, none of these actually fit my Deacon profile of what I would actually do. <laughs> wow. But, you know, life is like that. Um, how about – Deacon has to adapt, doesn't he, though? You know, so Yeah, like, he does. He's very adaptable. How about this? How about I disguise myself as my dead grandmother – as my dead fake grandmother <laughs> that I found out was impersonating my grandmother. So I take her clothes or its clothes. Dis- disguise myself as her bring him some tea and grandma cookies make friends with him 
and then we 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 share it (laughs) no that's not gonna work um (laughs) yeah i I think i think i think definitely uh hit him with the knockout drops and take it when he's passed out all right perfect yeah i'm really although i don't feel i don't feel good about it i don't feel good about it but i'll I'll do it anyway no sometimes life throws you a curveball you don't you don't feel too good about it Uh, it's not like i feel that bad about it yeah now, what's interesting about this screenshot for question number nine is that the guy walking away kind of has a little bit of a Deacon look. He's got the glasses, and he's got the nice little slick back hair, so I'm, I'm liking this. It's another McCready trying to look like Deacon. <laughs> you decide it would be fun to play a prank on your father. You enter his private restroom when no one is looking, and so Deacon's getting his prank on right now. So... You want to loosen some bolts on some pipes. When the sink is turned on, the room will flood. Put a firecracker in the toilet. That's sure to cause some chaos. That makes no sense at all because how do I light the firecracker when he's using the toilet? That's that's a messy, messy situation. You I just don't kick get down involved. the door while he's taking a dump and you drop it in his lap. That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty stealthy. I mean, the, the option for that, it says... It, Dude, the only, the only correct skill. answer here, honestly, the only correct answer is sur- the saran wrap over the uh, toilet seat opening so that when he pees on it and doesn't see it, it all splashes back up on him. See, I've only tried that oh. prank once, and it did not work. The person walked in, they took it out off it's, right it, away. It, oh, they did? See, you have to do it at night. See, I, I, I went to some boarding yeah. schools uh, when I was a kid where you actually have to like live there and stuff, and... So there's a lot of other kids in that at nighttime. So we used to do that stuff all the time, and it worked. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it also, if someone does hassle you a lot, and I do not condone doing this in any way, and I want to say that I'm ashamed that we did it, and no one out there should do this. However, if somebody's bullying you a lot, and you and you live in private school, and you have access to their shampoo because everybody leaves all their like supplies in the bathroom at, at boarding school, and you put nair cream hair removal cream oh, in their in their no. conditioner oh that's so mean a couple weeks in when all their clumps of hair are falling out when they shampoo their hair they really really chill out on the bullying thing because they get much more preoccupied with the fact that they think they're dying oh my god oh my god <laughs> don't do that don't do it it's not in a good You're idea just giving everyone the idea don't ever do that to anybody Okay, moving on. Um, did yeah. I answer your question yeah, in yeah, any way? Yeah, you had two more options. You got break into the locked medicine cabinet oh. and replace his high blood pressure medication with sugar pills. So that kind of sounds maniacal <laughs> enough. Basically what you just said, you know, fuck with his medication. Who has a lock on their medicine cabinet? I, okay. And then the Good last enough. one is manipulate <laughs> the, the power wattage on his razor so he'll get an electrical shock next time he shaves. Wow, that's a lot of work just to give him an electrical shock. Um, oh, man, that's a hard one. I, I, I like the razor one, actually. You do? I, yeah, I, I, well, eh. well, the other one, you know, what it, you know what it is? It's just that I don't like the other ones. It's kind of like a political situation. Mm. Like, I don't really want to vote for this person, but I actually don't want the other person to win, so I have to vote for them. <laughs> um, so not getting into politics yeah. in America right now. Not that we want to get political in any way because it's a total nightmare. Um, I'm going to go with the razor just because he is my father. It's non-lethal. And, and, uh, and at least it's creative. It's fun. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. right. oh, I like it. Fair enough. Yeah. I'll go with that. And then, I think the saran wrap would be better, but okay. Yeah. Well, the last question is, who is indisputably the most important person in Vault 101? 
He who shelters us from the harshness of the atomic wasteland and to whom we owe everything we have, including our lives. Uh, I'm, yeah, the, 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 that guy. Uh, I'm, I'm really leery of that whole situation. But OK, go ahead. The overseer. I, I just think anytime anyone, anytime someone like the overseer supposedly has like, you know, ultimate power and, and, and responsibility like that, they usually end up becoming a corrupted force. So I don't have a lot of faith in anything that has ultimate power like that as, as my well, character. It's funny you mentioned that. What's that? One of the answers. <laughs> uh, yeah, what do so you your, your options are uh, one, the overseer, mm. two, mm. the overseer. Three, the overseer, and four, the overseer. I'm going to go with probably the overseer, <laughs> the van, but uh, <laughs> anything but the overseer. Any answer but the overseer. <laughs> well, yeah. you don't have much of a choice. Shoot him in the back <laughs> of the head because he's impostering him and my grandmother. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I would hug him. Uh, I, I just oh, hug him. I, <laughs> I don't know. Come on. We got to have a personality. Yeah, the other, the other answers roll over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just pick one of them at random okay that one that one all right i pick number two well they're all the same answer right yeah i yeah. all right so i don't know how i don't know how how did you get such a good position in the vault so you know see see deacon's a sneaky mofo isn't he all those psychotic psychotic choices we made your final result is that you are a Pip Boy programmer. <laughs> nice. you, yeah, you program the thing that every Fallout player uses. <laughs> Can you imagine if Deacon was responsible for programming all the Pip Boy? How screwed up everybody's playthrough would be. <laughs> that would be. They need to release a DLC that Deacon has actually programmed the Pip Boys. That would be phenomenal. That's excellent. Oh, that'd be good times. But that's. Uh... Oh man, that's Ryan, voice actor of Deacon, answering all the questions from the Fallout Three Goat. Excellent. <laughs> oh god, that's that's not going to go down on my permanent record, is it? No, because <laughs> that that can't be legal. That can't be legal. What just happened? <laughs> well, if you'd like, right. hey, that was that was a lot of fun, you guys, man. That, that really was. was. Um, uh, any, uh, you, we'll you, move on to the next question then. By all means, Sloan. I, I've, been, right. I've been like running. I, I don't want to like run the show that much because you know no, I, no, I've, I've okay. been talking okay. so much. We we need one from down under. We need a question from down under. <laughs> all right, all right. So, Gilly Bean nineteen ninety seven asks, "What do you think would be the best disguise that Deacon could do?" I think Myrler Queen. Because it's such a rare, rare character, and she, she's incredibly powerful. That if Deacon could disguise himself as the Myrler Queen, I think he could uh, actually use that effectively toward the railroad cause. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I won't give any spoilers or anything. But there is a Myrler Queen, obviously. And if people haven't made it to that through their playthroughs, I won't say where and when or how. But um, I, honestly, I think that'd be a really effective, cool, cool thing if he could do that. You know, actually, you know, to, to, to disguise himself as different things like mutants and Myrlurks and things like that. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. All righty, Matty. Um, you're, you're, you're stunned because I gave a straightforward Yeah, answer. and we did. We, we, we've just went. Yeah, we've just went from stuck, that entire man. segment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here, I got one. Let's see. Uh, just uh, to be fair here, and I'll try, to, I'll try to do them quicker too because people were so nice to submit so many questions. Uh, let me blow through a couple here. 
uh, quickly. Uh, we got uh, Z Big Daddy sixty nine. Okay, no comment. Uh, asks, uh, what do you like right. best about the Fallout community? Um, doing this has been the most fun I've had so far. And, and uh, just how supportive and cool uh, everybody uh, seems to be and knowledgeable about the game. It really feels like a family kind of thing. Um, a totally dysfunctional family with guns, but a family. Uh, we got another one here from uh, Crash. K underscore R underscore Ash asks... Uh, Deacon's with the railroad, but she might do this like in a Deacon voice. How's Deacon doing? Uh, Deacon's with the railroad. No, I can't do it right now. Okay, Deacon's with the railroad, but in the event of an actual <laughs> post-apocalyptic atomic event, who would Ryan side with? Uh, you know, funny enough, I really do have a lot of the same sensibilities that Deacon has, and I, I think I would 100% in a real-world situation, uh, hopefully that would never happen, uh, go with the railroad. Because, you know, they're at least going to try to rebuild society into something that's going to be a, a usable working society. Um, not to get too real there. Yeah, right. Uh, Ethereal Deathclaw asks, what's your favorite thing in general about the Fallout universe? Would you want to live in it? Okay, absolutely not. Would not want to live in it. Yeah, there was um, a, a poll. Are you sure? There was, <laughs> no, there was a poll I was reading somewhere. And someone was like, you know, what Bethesda universe or what game universe would you want to live in? And the answers were like, I forgot who did it, but it was like Mass Effect, Elder Scrolls, Fallout. And Fallout, oh, come was, on. Fallout I mean, was winning. And I'm sitting there like, you want the world no to blow way. up. You want the world to decide, fuck this and kill each other. Like, no, what? I, I, I would probably jump in. It's not a Bethesda thing, but I'd probably want to, if I had to live in one, maybe Grand Theft Auto, if I had to live in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, people uh, just running over others for fun, not following the traffic rules or anything. Yeah, I, Good time with cars and stuff. Oh, you mean Um, mean L.A.? (laughs) Yeah, that is pretty much L.A., my friend. Um, (laughs) Yeah, um, no, would definitely not want to live in that world. Although my favorite part of uh, what do I like in general about the Fallout universe, I really, really love the juxtaposition and the mix of the nostalgic elements with the post-apocalyptic futuristic elements. Love the old uh, radio soundtrack stuff. Love the vintage throwback vehicles that are like spacey and futuristic, like from the 50s, combined with all of the future forward technology. I think that stuff's a great mix. What do you guys like about it? You basically said what I like about Fallout. I think everyone can agree on that, that that's like the – I think that's like the best thing about it. It's just – it's such a weird thing. Like I feel like if they wrote it down on paper and they were like, let's try mixing these two things, like it'd be like, what? Why? That doesn't work, you know? And it does in in the very strange way. It does. It's a lot like yeah. Bioshock, right? Well, I'm like yeah, it, yeah. It, it's like this yes. old school kind of mix with new, and it, it just works. Yeah, yeah. To, to to to. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Australia. What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Like, and, and, I love calling you Australia. It just feels so international. <laughs> it's like it's like, like like we're the United Nations, and we have Australia on the floor. Go Australia. And then everyone just sighs, oh, fucking yeah. Australia, is he drunk again? And of course, Russia, <laughs> Russia's like, yes, yes, yes! And you're like, please, Russia, Russia, please, let Australia speak. Yes, yes, Australia. Yes, but no, anytime someone mentions Bioshock, like, the, the first, one of the first things I'll mention, like, aside from the setting, etc., is, like, the 1940s and 50s just theme to it, especially the music. It, it's obviously being 20-something or whatever, People don't necessarily listen to that older style music, but once you experience it, you're like, "Wow, this shits on the music from today's era." Yeah, <laughs> that's why I really know, like Fallout and Bioshock. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that. It actually really got me into a lot of that old music. I started downloading like weird, like Glenn Miller and like weird yes. stuff, you know. And it's actually a good, a cool change to listen to during the day. I like I'll put on that music now regularly instead of the newer stuff. It's, it's yeah, definitely. Of, it's, it's cool. That's entirely true because when I was in, well, funny enough, I've been mentioning it a lot, but when I was in eighth grade, that's when I first played Fallout. Ever eighth and grade was a big year for Maddie. In case yeah, yeah, if you guys didn't know, that's big. when my life turned around. And uh, <laughs> you know, that was the first time I played Fallout Three, and uh, that, that's when I really started to appreciate that genre of, of music. You know, and I, I'd listen to it for fun and stuff from that point onwards. And it was just kind yeah. of like a natural thing. Uh, my friend Connor though had never played Fallout Three until last year, two years ago, in 2014. Uh, before that, though, he'd, like, get in my car and on my radio, you'd hear, like, <laughs> Bing Crosby. He'd be like, what the fuck are you <laughs> listening to? He'd be like, dude, totally. he's like, dude, you're not 70. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, look, you just – you don't get it. I, I always tell him, like, just play Fallout. And he finally did. He's like, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I get it. He's Isn't like, it cool? Like, it. Uh, yeah, like, like I'll be dri- like, you'll be driving along, you know, and it'd be kind of a rainy day, like, in your normal world at home, and you're in traffic, and there's, like, trees going by, and you put on that kind of old-style music. There's yeah. a certain poeticness and kind of a – almost an optimism to it uh, in a naivety if that makes sense yeah. that it's like it's kind of refreshing in our modern world to then play that in real life like in the game yeah yeah anyway uh, oh to that same effect i got to give one more movie plug the finest film that i think that ever actually they it, this film invented taking a post-apocalyptic society and 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 mixing all the retro stuff into it, it and it is my favorite film if i had to pick a movie to put into a time capsule that like aliens were going to find in 2287 to represent films, it <laughs> yeah. would be the film Blade Runner from really? the 80s. People were saying that inspired Fallout 100%, you guys. If anyone out there has not seen the film Blade Runner, do yourself a favor. It is some of the absolute finest filmmaking of Ridley Scott. Uh, with Harrison Ford uh, back uh, after he had originally, you know, played uh, Han Solo in that, and it's set in a post-apocalyptic future Los Angeles, and it mixes all the nostalgia with all the future stuff with a great storyline and some of the best graphics and vehicles and weapons and stuff you've ever seen. And it's from the '80s, called Blade Runner. Can we just appreciate how fucking attractive? All right, I'm I'm straight male, but how attractive Han Solo is. Oh, uh, or, or Harrison Ford. I'm sorry. Back then, when he was like, you know, Indiana Jones and stuff. Like, yeah. dude, this guy must have been just destroying women left and right. Like, it's funny, you know, you bring shit. up Han. You bring up Han Solo. It's funny because to me, in the entire Fallout world, Deacon is the Han Solo. That's what I love about him. He's always got a smart ass <laughs> remark. Yeah. Yeah. He's always got a quip. You know, like you know, laugh it up, furball. You know, or princess. That would be a Deacon thing. Um, so I always identified with him for this character, uh, with his attitude. And uh, funny enough, when Harrison Ford got that role, he actually had already done a film called Physical. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, uh, oh my gosh. Scoop my mind. Uh, American Graffiti with George Lucas in the 70s. And he was working as a carpenter. He actually, in between acting gigs, because he wasn't working very much at the time, uh, it's before Star Wars came out, before he had made it, he was doing a carpentry work in George Lucas's office. And he was wow. building shelves and things. Yeah, he lived here in Los Angeles and he would redo people's offices and counters and things. And George Lucas asked him, he needed someone to read opposite all of the guys he was reading to cast Luke Skywalker. So Harrison Ford for a month 
sat in this room and just would read opposite these other actors to help George Lucas cast uh, yeah. uh, uh, Luke Skywalker. And so when it came time to cast uh, someone in the role of Han Solo, uh, this is according to George Lucas, he read a few hundred guys for Han Solo, but he said he couldn't get out of his mind because he had heard Harrison Ford read it for like a month opposite all the Luke Skywalkers. And apparently Harrison Ford had a real attitude about it. He was really cocky and kind of sarcastic because he was pissed off that he wasn't getting an opportunity to audition. And that's where the whole Han Solo thing of him being a smartass came from. George Lucas wrote the role then around that and gave him that personality and, and the rest is history and became the most popular character in the world. That's wow. Awesome. I actually That's didn't awesome. know that at all. Yeah, so he had no idea. He was just building carpentry work and, and, and he was pissed off and that all became then him becoming Han Solo. So you never know what's going to happen in life. Right. Seriously, <laughs> what the fuck? That's amazing. <laughs> Sorry, long divergent story, but I figured uh, we're all kind of the same fan base, and the Star Wars stories are pretty cool. So I wanted to, you know, you'd throw be that surprised out. how uh, you know because it, for me it's like literally if I had like a preference on like or a, a priority list on on how I upload my videos, it, it'd be like obviously Bethesda number one, then right under that Star Wars, and you'd be surprised like how those two mix pretty well. Uh, that, you oh, know, yeah. I, you know, when I like, cause you know, as a YouTuber, you kind of have to pay attention to the numbers to some degree. I try not to focus on them that much, but like, you know, when I look at the views after like the month and I see like my star Wars videos versus my fallout videos, I'm like, you know, wow, they're not a big difference. And I'm like, this is actually really amazing because you know, it, it, they're two totally different universes, completely different, but yet like the fans are one and the same. It's, it's insane. Yeah. Cause ultimately I, I think you're totally right, Matt, in that the, 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 the they're different universes, but. They share a lot of similarities. There's, there's a dark power that's at hand, and then there's a rebel sort of rebellion like the railroad. There is, it's, it's, it's after the world has sort of pretty much moved on and it isn't thriving anymore. Uh, it could become dark or it could become light. In other words, the world could go either way, and there's a small group of people trying to help it to go a good way and a huge force going the other way. So they, they do relate a lot, I think. True, true. You know? But yeah, man, I'm, I'm with you. When I met Mark Hamill years ago, uh, you know, he's a huge voice actor, obviously, the guy that plays Luke Skywalker. And um, I hadn't done any voiceover work yet. I had just done some on-camera acting at that point. Um, uh, he was so gracious and cool to talk with. And I had asked him about some of the video game stuff that he had done. Um, I wish that I had already done Fallout at that point because I hope to run into him again someday or to talk to him because now that I've been involved doing it as well, I, I just think that that's so cool to the fact that I was to talk to Luke Skywalker about doing the voice acting and, 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 and being involved in the same world. When I used to have his poster on my wall as a little tiny, tiny baby, uh, you know, and, and idolized him is mind blowing to me that it's come full circle that we're sort of involved in the same industry and world now. It's bizarre. That's, That's exactly really cool. what I said about the odd world thing. Um, you know, I grew up literally one of my first games I played was this game called Odd World's Munch's Odyssey. One of my favorite games to this day. And like I've been a, a giant fan of this series since and like for them that all of a sudden and here I am twenty years old and they, they reach out to me, you know, and yeah. ask me to like help with the game. Albeit like I said, a, a smaller support role, but still it's like it's insane that like a game that me and my dad would sit down and play was as I grew up as a kid and that we just like we still make jokes about this game to this day. <laughs> like just the other week we did. And and to, to just be a part of that now. It's insane That's so cool. how yeah, it comes like you said, like how all of a sudden here I am 
full circle. Uh, that's so cool. And I hope that's inspirational to anybody out there listening again that thinks that maybe they would want to do that or, or have been told that whatever it is that they want to do is not possible because it, it's not true. That could totally happen, man. Any, anything could become something that's mind-blowing and you never expect it. Yeah. You're always going to have your doubters and your haters. It's inevitable. Yeah. Don't, if, if you're pleasing everybody, you, I don't want to say – You're like, doing something yeah, wrong, you got to be doing something wrong because then like, you're just uh, – you're kind of people-pleasing. You're trying to appease to all crowds. It's like just be you. That's right, man. Totally. Yeah. One of my favorite characters growing up was Spider-Man. Uh, when I was a little kid, I used to pretend to shoot webs to pull Same. myself. To... Yeah. I had a little, hold on. I had a little <laughs> fucking toy thing and it, it, yeah. was like a, it was like a little, like, almost like a, what are those like things Like a web called? shooter? Yeah. Like but, a... but it actually shot like fizz out of it. Yeah, yeah, like like a like a bubble shooting gun kind of thing, but it would shoot fizz, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was like uh, what was it? It was like silly string. That's what it was. It yeah, was yeah, silly, exactly. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. I, I love that thing. I used to, shoot which I'm it. sure was very toxic, and we probably ate most of it, which was not a good idea. <laughs> no, it so ended I, up all over my family's uh, face what, at that point. What, yeah, I'd what, be like, and was like, was, was Spider Man popular? Here, <laughs> oh, dude, was Spider Man popular down in Australia? Well, growing was. up, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't like. You look back on it now, and I'm like, oh, those movies were a bit cringy. But yeah, the yeah, movies. I, no, yeah, no, the no, movies. No, 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 They were. I, I mean, fantastic. the old, old school Spider. Like I was oh, into watching. Oh. I thought you were yeah, talking I, about. I thought you were talking about my boy Toby. He's good. No one, no one gives him enough credit. Toby McGuire uh, is a uh, good Spider. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> that's a whole nother. Uh, <laughs> but no, I actually used to look up and harken back to – I would watch the old Spider-Man cartoons that were vintage like from the 60s. I liked to watch those when I was uh, a little kid. Like, on, all so, the nowadays. <laughs> so when I used to imagine I was Spider-Man and stuff. So to cut to uh, last year or about a year and a half ago, I got asked to be involved in the, Spider- the Amazing Spider-Man 2 video game. So I play, I play the Shocker, which is one of Spider-Man's uh, enemies and nemesis is in the Spider-Man game. And so for me to go in – because I was such a huge fan as a kid, and then go and voice act and play a main villain against Spider-Man, mm. that was so cool for me. I had such like, a great time yeah, doing do you, like, that. Do you, you just like, think back to like when you were that age and you were just watching it, and like naturally like you see the shocker on screen, and it's like you, you think to yourself, like if I was standing next to like that version of myself, like I traveled in time, and I was just kind of like <laughs> like watching in the corner as this all unfolded, I'm like, I have no idea that I'm actually going to be like involved in, in Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly, right? It's, you have no idea. So cool. Again, so anybody out there who's watching stuff or even, and even playing Fallout and listening to Deacon thinking, man, I wonder I – mean, I, I wish I could do one of those characters. Totally might happen. So don't, yeah. don't give that up. Yeah, I mean yeah. I had the most fun aside from Deacon doing that Spider-Man game job because I literally was just – just in a joyful place playing the shocker because for years as a kid growing up i used to pretend to be all these things so that was awesome man i feel you i I love spider-man easily my favorite superhero yeah and and again if anyone out there hasn't watched look on youtube look up the original vintage spider-man cartoons from the 60s and they're campy and funky but man they are funny he's kind of a smart ass and they're really well done all right yeah, fair enough. Well, you sounded convinced there. All right. Yeah, that sounded. Re- he's 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 typing away as we. Just, he's like taking a nap. You, you, I actually am though. Very skeptical. Very I'm skeptical. 
that was like, I'm, that I'm, was like a, hey, do you want to go out and then light these M80s off with me and, and hold firecrackers in our hands? You were like, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just right. thinking about the to- Toby McGuire films. Like, oh, I don't Whoa, know. Right. You're still stuck. You're still no. stuck. All right. <laughs> Spider-Man 3, I'll say, <laughs> wasn't go. good. Spider-Man go. 1 was go. one of my fa- oh, yeah. is is my favorite superhero movie to this day. Uh, uh-huh. Let's not diverge into this, man. Mine, no, no. mine personally. I'm not going to say that if you say it's not, then you're wrong, but... For me personally, I loved the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man origin story. Spider-Man 2, that's an emotional movie, man. That was a sad fucking movie. The, watch it again uh, if you have time. It, and I know you guys won't, but I'm saying for the listeners out there, you got time to kill. Watch Spider-Man 2 over again. It's really sad. The whole story. It's all really you, depressing. I love you. And I, well, I, let's, I, great. I, let's end this on a real down note. Good job, man. <laughs> Uh, oh, Matt, no. ask, ask a happy question that we can end the podcast. Um, I have. I think we. I don't think we answered this one. This is actually funny enough. It seems to be our last one. It comes from Bad Built Blake, and he says, "How was your voice acting experience with Bethesda compared to your previous work?" Uh, you know, it was, yeah, it was great. It was great. I mean, I, I've been very fortunate doing some of the stuff for the Marvel world. The Marvel people have been great to work with. Um, <laughs> And the Bethesda people, um, it really just, you know, it depends on who your direct contact is, who your actual director is. And I've been very fortunate that the the directors I've worked with have been really great people who really actually love the games and really care about them as much as a game, you know, the biggest game player fans do. So I've been really fortunate. They've been great to work with. So my my question then, uh, we'll, we'll diverge a little bit more here, is then if you could pick like a character that, you know, you wanted to be, just anyone yeah. out there, you know, do, I'm sure you have one that comes to mind. Like someone that, some character that's already been established yeah. or play in a universe that's been established. Yeah. I really, really like Wolverine. Mm. I like his no, sensibilities. No, that's Hugh Jackman. He's Australian. He well, no, yeah, yeah, mate, 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 mate. And I got to <laughs> say, mate, because, you know, it's Australia. Yeah, mate, 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 mate. No, I don't mean to take the role for Hugh Jackman. I mean, it, since it's a fantasy question, I get to give you a fantasy answer. And if, yeah, if I was uh, going to actually, I, I thought you meant if I actually really became this character, like, in, in real uh, life. I mean, like, you could do that, too. I just but meant no, voice acting. Not to you take anything away from Mr. Hugh Jackman. He kills it as Wolverine. Attractive um, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> isn't Man, this we, his last Wolverine movie? But then he say that for like the last one as well. Like, yeah, he, he keeps saying no it, one, just like no Harrison. Yeah, go go again. Yeah, he keeps saying it until they keep waving like a fifteen million dollar check in front of him. He's like, oh, okay, like, one oh, more I time. Can, yeah, I, was gonna say, right. I got, I got one more in me. I can use the extra money. It's anyway. like Harrison Ford in the last Star Wars movie. He turned them down three times in a row to be in the film. He said he was done with Star Wars. He didn't want to do them anymore. And they started with like ten million, then fifteen, then twenty, and by twenty, he's like, okay, one more movie. <laughs> <laughs> but you could feel it watching they had the to film. Have the same with Indiana Jones Five because yeah, he's coming which, back for that. Well, yeah, they're making that too. So I love how these guys are done until twenty million dollars changes their mind and they're back. I guess I like Star Wars, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> it only made my entire life happen. So yeah, um, I, I I always think it's strange when uh, actors become famous for a certain role, like you know Mark Hamill for Luke or or uh, Harrison Ford for for uh, um, uh, <laughs> for. Uh, uh, Han Solo. And then, and then, and then when you, you know, 20 years later, people are so excited and they say, I love you as Luke Skywalker. Mark Hamill doesn't do this, but some actors, they don't, 
want to relate to the characters that people really love and they get annoyed like that that you bring them up um and i don't understand that because i think they should really embrace it because if people respond to it and fans really enjoy it and you give somebody enjoyment and love through this character it's such a rare thing in life to be able to do that unless you're like a doctor that's curing you know diseases from people to give people some enjoyment and some escapism from the harshness of the really the reality we live in is is such a cool gift to be able to give through your work that it's it, I, I just can't think of anything better man I than to do that and, and get to play and have fun doing it it's awesome yeah. and all three of us can say we to some degree do that i don't know if it's on the magnitude of harrison not, ford as han solo no, but we, it is it absolutely oh yeah we're not harrison ford on solo <laughs> yeah <laughs> No, that's a whole different thing. But uh, boy, that must be tiring to be that big and that known as a character. To not be able to leave the house and just go and get a coffee or something without a million people stopping you as as you know being uh, the character. That must be hard after a while. Yeah, I'd imagine so. I mean, I, I don't know. When I've seen like people like I, 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 like in the city and stuff, you know, you're bound to cross you know a, a famous person or two, and like my yeah. friends will pick up on someone they'll be like oh that's so and so and like for me usually i I just think like i put myself in their shoes and i I think that the same exact thing and it's like i never really approach celebrities when i see them i'm just like oh that's cool i mean if they're just like chilling out or whatever then i totally would but for me like usually i just kind of be back away from it and stuff yeah for the most part though i gotta tell you man and and and, um the, the i've been in my industry and having the journey i've had i've been able to interact with and work with uh, some and, and meet uh, a lot of people that are celebrities in different areas uh, of the work that we do from movies and TV. And so I got to tell you, for the most part, most of them are really cool and nice. And once you're, if you're just genuine with them, the truth is they're just another person who grew up awkward, who tried to make it, who's failed, whose parents or brother picked on them. It's just another person. So at the end of the day, we're all really in the same boat. It's just the perception thing that they're, oh, they're famous. It's, yeah. it's all the same everywhere you go, except for Australia. They are completely different. <laughs> How so? <laughs> well, we won't get into that, man. I mean, it's totally different. <laughs> Ryan's got a whole list of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Australian. It's a whole other two-hour show. <laughs> in, in a good way. In a good way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I got one last question somebody threw up on the website real quick just to throw out there. Uh, uh, Mur the Great. Mur the Great says, Hi, Ryan, with an exclamation point. It's very, very friendly. Hi, Ryan. Uh, was a different voicing two characters for Fallout 2? If so, how? Was it different and did you enjoy it? Oh, they're referring to, um, I didn't only do Deacon in the game, I also did H222. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or H222, yeah. And um, uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was very different um, because H222, you know, being obviously a straightforward synth and this and that and, and, and having very low self-esteem um his character and the way he responds to things and thinks about himself is completely the opposite of deacon mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it was a lot of fun to uh play with obviously it's still me and my voice but to tweak it and to try to get the emotional damage and the emotional place that h222 is coming from being so different from Deacon, but in the same game, that was, that was a challenge. It was a lot of fun. Actually, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, 
I think that answers the question. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Any, any other uh, I, I love questions? H222. By the way, H222, he doesn't get a lot of love out there, but I got to I really love that character. I think he's a really cool character if you guys have experienced or interacted with him at all. I actually killed him as well. Sorry. Of course you did. Well, of what? course you did, Matty. Yeah. <laughs> of course you did. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, he, he's somebody that Deacon like would want to save and help join the railroad, you know. Um, but, but anyway, yeah, I like that character uh, because, a lot. Because, you know, spoiler alert, you know, but like when I, I went with the Brotherhood of Steel, you, you kill almost everyone. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so like I'm, I'm just slaying companions left and right. I'm like, eh, fuck it. I don't care. I'm bad. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> I remember I told Lone that, and he's like, no, you, you killed Dance? Are you kidding me? I'm like, yeah, How did bitch. you kill Dance, though? That's the one thing I I shot it. him right in the fucking head, too. I was, <laughs> I was oh, sitting awesome. there in my fucking bedroom, and I shot, you were like praising. Poor Dancer. In the DMs, Lone is praising Paladin Dance so much, and I'm just like, I'm shooting this guy in the damn head, and I, I did. And he's I, smiling about it. <laughs> he was. I was. Terrible. That's terrible. Because I thought, yeah, like, t- I thought of, and not to sound weird, but I thought alone, like standing behind me, when I did that when I shot him. Just like, no, <laughs> what have you done? You killed Dance. Like, oh man, I just, I love it. Dance was hey, my d- favorite companion for for context. Yeah, a lot of people enjoy him. Man. He's a pretty cool character. Yeah. Hey, uh, did you guys get any questions about? I get a lot of these on my DM. Um, a lot of people get frustrated because Deacon's the only non-romanceable. Uh, companion. So a lot of people. Yeah, what have is up th- with that? What is up with that? A lot of people have asked me, "Why is he not romanceable? What, what's the reason of that? You know, would you change it? You know, um, and just really quick, yeah, Deacon's not romanceable because you know the backstory on Deacon and where he's from and what he went through. Uh, you know, back in his youth, uh, Deacon was a member of um, the University uh, Death Claws. Uh, and uh, they used to go around and they would pick on synths because, you know, synths were considered less than, than human. And uh, they actually ended up uh, lynching and, and murdering a guy that they were told was a synth. And then they found out later on that that information wasn't correct, that they had actually accidentally probably murdered a human. And wow. he was gutted by that. He dropped out, uh, left uh, the death clause and went and became a farmer and then eventually you know, led on to, to, you know, doing the stuff with the railroad and that. And his wife, Barbara, he was married when he was a farmer. Uh, she, years later, uh, the death clause came and found her and uh, they found out that she actually was a synth and the death clause murdered his wife and he was there. It happened in front Shit. of him. Yeah, it happened in front of Deacon and then Deacon went ballistic and he murdered all those death, uh, the death clause in the gang that murdered her in just a frenzy onslaught of just absolute, you know, manic annihilation. And he's really scarred from that. And that is why Deacon is not romanceable because the one thing in his entire life that he really actually cared about and was vulnerable and gave his love to Barbara, who was a synth, who he, he didn't know at the time, but he didn't care, was murdered and taken away from him. And that's why he stands up for anyone who's a synth because that represents people who are picked on, people who are less than, and people who are, sc- are scorned. And he made the mistake of, of being that kind of person in the past, and he wants to correct it because of the guilt. And that's why he's not romanceable, because his heart is completely broken forever. And that's why he's trying to help sense and put humanity back together and not be uh, you know, um, prejudiced against them. 
Wow. Speaking uh, about ending on a high note. Yeah. <laughs> that's the truth. That's the real story of Deacon. So that's no, why he's a not lot romantic. Of people do ask, though. I, I, I do every now and then get that on my Twitter is, you know, what, Maddie, why is my game glitching? I can't romance Deacon. I'm like, it's not a glitch. You know? Yeah. It's part of the backstory. I think it's a good choice by Bethesda. You know, most games go, oh, fuck it, romance everyone. But I think it's an interesting choice to, like, really seal in his backstory like that this actually happened and he actually is feeling heartbreaking you can't romance him for that very yeah, reason i love that i love that they did that with deacon it makes him a real uh much more real character to me and it gives a reason for it's not just that he's trying to help you know sense and it's and and uh, a lot of people think he is a synth i'm, I'm not going to comment on that but it's he's it, not helping sense because he's a synth it's, mm. It gives a reason for behind his actions and for his moral compass that I think really make him a real character. Mm-hmm. And it also balances out him needing to be deceptive and beguiling and messing with people all the time because his world has been so destroyed, not just on an apocalyptic level like everyone else's, but personally. And that's why his damage comes out the way it does, you know, makes him real. That's yeah. true. I like it. As far as a bald, sociopathic, cross-dressing <laughs> guy can be. <laughs> it's interesting, though, because funny. when you meet him in the railroad, he kind of uh, approaches you as a uh, – I'm not saying that he's not normal, but he, he really does approach you like a standard dude. And yeah. he really, you know, at first glance, comes off as a normal kind of companion, just – Run of the I mean, mail. He, he is. He is. He is a normal dude. I mean, but I'm well, saying, like, you know, yeah, once you start learning more about him, yeah, you, you know, yeah. you find out that, like you said, he's like disguising himself everywhere he goes. You find out he's following you the yeah. whole game. You learn about his backstory. It's like, holy shit! Like this guy has been through hell and back again, and he does some crazy shit to deal with it. And and I, I think it's it's one of the better built companions in Fallout Four. It's just you know, I, I really like how Bethesda took him on. I'm with you on that, man. I, 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 another sort of archetype that I used um, for Deacon, other than the Han Solo kind of smartassness and, and glibness, is um, because of that part of Deacon's personality where his whole world in the past was destroyed. And hey, Australia, listen up. You're going to relate to this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the, I'm original, <laughs> the original, <laughs> the original of uh, uh, Mad Max and Road Warrior films, yes. the ones from the great, 70s. Great films. Yeah. There you go. They're excellent. If you haven't seen the originals, people, if you saw the new one, hey, great job. Tom Hardy kills it. Great film. But check out the Watch original the old school. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've totally seen them before. They're great. Of course you have. Of yeah. course you have. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, I recommend them. If anyone hasn't, the original story with, with Max, with the guy, why he became that way is he was a cop in the normal world. He had a wife and a child and a motorcycle gang murdered his wife and child in front of him and took that away from him and killed him. And then the world went to crap. And so he, just like Deacon, just had lost the love of his life and anything worth living for. And that's why now he's this sort of rogue marauder in the future. You know, uh, so that same storyline makes a lot of sense in relation to the Deacon things. And it's post-apocalyptic again. It's funny that you mention that because the Fallout franchise draws so heavily on the original Mad Max movies. So if you are a Fallout fan, watch those films because you'll see a lot of similarities. Oh, yeah, you're so right, mate. I mean, even the the costuming, the the Mm. dialogue, I mean, really, they they did it first. You got to give them credit, man. The Mad Max films did it first, and you're absolutely right. Give yourself a treat, man. Get a weekend (laughs) and and get Blade Runner. And get uh, I the original say, Mad Max yeah, film. I, I thought you were about to say something else. All I was get Blade. I was like, oh, geez. He's like, <laughs> Blade, 
Blade Runner and the original Mad Max, man. That's a solid weekend of a uh, film yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so right. really, I guess we can say, guys, a lot of this stuff, it's all derivative of everything before it. Like a lot of people out in the community seem to hate on anime. And they only like games. And I'm not saying you need to embrace anime. I'm not huge into anime myself. But let's not hate on the other art forms. Not that you guys are. But some people out there seem to. Just because it's not exactly what we love right now in this game. The reason these games are able to exist is because the stuff that came before it. Like anime from the 1950s that looks dumb now. Or or these films from the 60s and 70s. Those things really were the impetus that made all of this possible. So it's good to embrace all that stuff and not hate on the other stuff just because it's not what you like, you know? we. Uh, it's funny. One of our hosts, Noah, happened to hate anime. Got uh-huh. himself a lovely lady. She showed him anime. <laughs> and now he loves it. Yeah, it's kind of like in Pulp. It's, that's like in Pulp Fiction. There's a line in the Tarantino movie where uh, uh, I think it's, it's either uh, – no, it's it. Oh, fuck, which character is it? Not not Travolta. Um, uh, the other character, I forget. Who's the other actor in the film? Uh, I don't know. Pulp. I've totally seen the movie. Sam Jackson. It's Sam slipping Jackson. my mind too. Yeah, that, Sam, Sam him, Jackson. Him. Yeah, Samuel Jackson. His character. Anyway, there's these like frat boys, and uh, they're they're about to kill him because they owe him money. And Sam Jackson has the gun to his head, and uh, the guy's eating a, a cheeseburger, and he wants a bite of the cheeseburger. The guy says, "Hey, you want a bite of the cheeseburger?" And he's like, "Nah, man." And he's like, he's like, why? And he's like, well, my girlfriend's a vegetarian, which pretty much makes me a vegetarian too. And it's so true. Anytime you're in a relationship with somebody, you could say you hate anime, but if the person that you love is into it, it's funny how we change our mind. Yep. Uh, yeah, my, my friend uh, Connor, I, I've said this on the podcast before, so I do apologize to the listeners for repeating myself, but like he was so insistent that The Walking Dead was, like, a, a terrible show. And I don't think it's, like, as good anymore. But he was, like, in the beginning, he was like, oh, dude, this show sucks. Like, you're an idiot for watching it. Gets a girlfriend, couple months deep. He is a ginormous Walking Dead fan. <laughs> I was, like, mind-blown. I actually, like, I, like got irritated with him. I'm like, dude, I've been saying to you for years that this is a show you should try it took this girl like a couple yeah but you of days. weren't you weren't a cute girl matt yeah, yeah. i am a good friend with great entertainment recommendations and i was like come on man you can't you can't let, leave me hanging out to dry like that oh so man funny. <laughs> see the australian men they are impervious to that they don't bend man their will is ironclad he he would not be bent he's he's not doing the anime thing man <laughs> actually i want to say i want to see i want to see if your girlfriend has convinced you anything long okay well like my girlfriend tries to convince me of taylor swift and that's just oh she's just yeah. watching me right now oh. <laughs> i had a girlfriend uh, she was hell-bent on getting me to like country i stood my ground man fuck no <laughs> uh, how'd that go I, I talk, okay. You know you I, think I think yeah. I'm <laughs> Your ex girlfriend, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I took the path that Lone did though, and I tolerated it when we mm-hmm. were in the car and stuff. I'd just be like, okay, I'll deal with it. I'm not gonna get mad, but like, if it was my turn to turn on the tunes, you bet your ass we're, we're listening to my music. We're not listening <laughs> to country. I'm not saying though to those of you who listen to country out there. I should have said this beforehand. It's not like I think it's like awful music or bad music or it doesn't have any like sentiment behind it. It's just I don't like listening to it, you know. Mm. Uh, mm. But I'm not like Mr. Dubstep, and that's why no. Like, don't get me wrong, I like electronic music and all that <laughs> stuff. But because a lot of people who hate country are like ginormous dubstep fans, 
And yeah. always, <laughs> it, it always seems to be the trend. And, and it's not that for me. I like dubstep, but it's just like. Is that yeah. a thing, really? A lot of country fans are dubstep fans? No, no, no. People who don't like country. Oh, tend, oh tend I was to... like, really? The EDM world and the country world? No. Crossed? I, I missed <laughs> no, that. Where was never. that on American Idol? Never. Yeah, but like, you know. <laughs> That's like, mm, t- mm, t- mm, t- <laughs> my dog is dead. Terrible music. Terrible music. No judgment. No judgment. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, you guys, man, I have a, I have my, uh, my uh, psychiatrist appointment in 15 minutes. I have to get to. I'm going to be late. I should probably wrap it up. No sure. worries, no worries. <laughs> I love how you guys didn't even laugh. You're like, that seems totally possible that he's going to his psychiatrist appointment in 15. Minutes. The things that were said at this podcast. <laughs> oh no, that's terrible. <laughs> no, but thank you so much, Ryan, for joining us. We really, yeah. really do appreciate it. I've had it's a up. smile on my face this whole podcast. My jaw hurts. Yeah, my, my cheeks hurt. <laughs> like, oh man, this has been. Uh, good. I got to tell you guys, this has been so much fun. I really, really appreciate it, and. You know, it's, it's so great to be able to jump on with you guys and uh, be able to have this much fun and talk. And then a lot of the people are going to get to listen to this and hopefully and get some enjoyment out of it as well. And then as soon as I shut this off and go down the street to go grab a coffee at the coffee shop, people are going to be really rude to me, push me. I'm going to get called a jerk and shoved to the side. So it's nice for a few minutes to feel like I'm not going to get back into the real world where, where nobody gives a crap about Dion and I'm in the back of the line. So thanks. For you're you're welcome back fun. at any time. Honestly, Ryan. Of course. Really, uh, honestly, um, I'm, it's really nice to have made so many more friends being part of this community and, and not to be the actor guy saying all this crap, but, but honestly, I was just an awkward kid growing up who, who dreamed of doing this stuff. And the fact that everyone's been so embracing and then I get to do it, it's, it's a real gift. So thanks for letting me be part of it all. I really appreciate it, man. Thanks. Of welcome. Yeah, I mean, welcome. you don't even have to thank us, you know. <laughs> You're just a part Well, that of wasn't the, you know. to you, Matt. No, no, Matt, Matt, that wasn't oh, to you oh, at all. Oh. That was for everyone else out there. <laughs> I, everyone. I, I, I wasn't saying you. I wasn't singing myself out. Did I sing myself out? I, I hate when I do that. Did I do that? No, seriously, Matty, you've been great. Since the very beginning, I, I didn't know what was going on on Instagram, and I, I reached out to you because you seemed like you had a, a really strong uh, knowledge out there, and you were really helpful and embracing me from the beginning. And I really do celebrate the people out here like you who have a strong presence who use it in a positive way so that to bring people together through anything that we all enjoy because at the end of the day you guys uh it's a game mm, so yep. it's really great mm. that we have fun and not hate on each other for it so mm, it, exactly. you're doing a good thing out there man so any, anything that brings people together is good i appreciate it yeah i mean a lot of people will be like oh dude you just bug says the fanboy and i'm just like or i'm just a i'm an optimistic guy and when you come here you're not going to hear me fucking crying about something you know hey yeah. What a what a good change, right? Uh, yeah. Hey, Maddie, yeah, anyways, Matt, Maddie, and anybody else out there, the next time anybody hates on anything you're doing, Maddie, or anybody else out there who's listening, when somebody else hates on their thing that they're doing, um, ask them. Well, well, since you're hating on my quarter of a million uh, followers and all of the work and time that I put in to help this community and better it. Uh, what station are you running, and what are you doing to make it a better community? <laughs> and I bet that they're. Yeah, what are you doing with your <laughs> money? Besides, is, like, it's such a waste of energy because I, it's like I know if they're spending their time doing that. Like, I'm not saying that every hater has no life, but really, if you're spending your time and I see you consistently coming back to me to talk shit, I know the answer to the question. You're not doing anything. I know you're not yeah. doing anything. I don't even. Yeah. I, I don't have to ask. 
anybody out there taking your time to hate on anybody before you go ahead and send that message maybe just think if you put that same energy into creating something instead of trying to tear something down you might actually be a happier person (laughs) Mm -hmm. completely agree yeah, we we don't want to keep you, Ryan, because it seems like you got an important appointment. But the <laughs> with way my, with we my like therapist? to, uh, yeah, with, the way we like a... to end every podcast is to have the guest actually end it, however they see fit. So Maddie and I are going to stop talking, and then you can end the podcast however you want. You got freedom. Okay, well, your request is my. No. <sighs> <laughs> 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 oh, uh, uh... I love putting boy, people on the spot. Boy, that's a yeah, lot of said, pressure. Yeah, no, man. no, no, no. You said you love this, though, man. Remember, you said you were a big fan. Of oh, like, oh however I want to end it. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Let's do this then. I'm going to crawl up. Hold on. There's a ladder here on the side of my building. I'm going to crawl up to the edge of the roof here. I live on an eight-story apartment building. I'm going to crawl up on the edge of the roof mm. and stand on the corner, and I'm going to yell out this line, this deacon line. Hold on. Okay, right. okay. This is good. Here. Okay, well, I'm out on the edge of the roof now. It's cold. Out here. I'm in my tidy whities It's freezing out here. Hold on. Okay, I'm on the edge of the roof. Hold on. Let me let me get on the edge. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm on the edge. Okay, guys. Okay. Where's? Ah!